What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies present the Nationalist Inquirer. I am Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. Hello. Howdy, y'all. What's happening? Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What's up? Got coffee ready to go. All right. And down in the dungeon, taking notes, Grognak, the intern. Hi. Hello, guys. What's up? How's everybody doing? Is that a was that a British accent? Who me? Grognak. Uh, was it? It's a it's a Hobbit dog, but it's a Hobbit. He's a Hobbit. Actually, I don't think I don't think Hobbits are going to talk oh. like that anymore. Yeah, no. The Rings. No, they're not. Shire be Shire be a little. What you think they're going to talk like? Huh? Maybe they be they be speaking a little different down there in the Shire now. What do you mean, you folk? Right. Yo, bitch, don't be interrupting my 11 C's. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't even have any news in the Lord of the Rings show. <laughs> no, none at all. And just this is how it goes around here. Yeah, yes. I've, I've actually been looking at a few things and there are uh, a lot of rumors coming up and it's it's just getting more terrible with every every little bit of confer, confirmed news. Are they going to be wearing Jordans? Oh, man. Lil Nas X, uh, Blood Jordans. It would be, uh, yeah, I don't know who who would it be in in Lord of the Rings, not Lil Nas X. Hmm. I don't know. Some one of the one of the Haradrim, one of the guys from the far south, with dark skin. Okay, it's, I mean, that that doesn't be Elrondolo. The <laughs> uh, the dark skin doesn't narrow it down anymore, Reinhardt. That's true. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's dark skin all over, all over Middle Earth, right? And uh, there, there's really a lot of mystery meat. All my Easterling bros be hating on West Gondor, yo. Yes. You don't know how true that is. I mean, it's actually, it's actually true. Reinhardt's like, it's not how they talk, but okay. You're right. <laughs> They're more Asian, but okay. Right. Right. My Oliphant got spinners on it. Got spinners He's got on chrome tusks. cap, chrome caps on the tusks. Right. He's got a grill. This elephant's Ugh. got a grill. A mithril. He's <laughs> got a mithril grill. <laughs> they hear me stomping through Morgoth. They'd be like, "What's up?" They shoot their crossbow sideways. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> One-handed. Did we talk you about know, the sideways shooting thing last week? Oh, uh, we did. Johnny, I am the boys uh, in the Shire. starting up a new game. I, I know you keep telling I me am. this, and I keep avoiding. Yeah. I keep avoiding the subject. So, do I have to make your character for you? What you, the hell? You make my character, roll my stuff, play for me, and take my turn. No. Um. What? what <laughs> he just said it. <laughs> What's that? He's like, okay, play without me. <laughs> just got to play without me, guys. <laughs> I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. I I really make a make a cardboard cutout of my PFP and put, put it, set it up. <laughs> Every time it's my turn. Take a few hours of video camera of of you know my laptop uh, Zoom style. Yeah, we're just we're just gonna get random recordings of you in your office like cursing or right, um, right, just raging over and over. We'll we'll play those as reactions to the roles. Being mad being mad over my internet <laughs> just, the character is actually just going to be johnny monoxide 
I, w- I was going to say, instead of his internet, what would he complain about in character? Mm. Uh, his magical connection. I mean, are you going to make him a halfling? or Just, just a wizard. Whoa, like, whoa halfling. Take it easy. The electric wizard. That's more like There it. you go. More like it, yeah. I'll be the electric wizard. I'll be a half, half halfling. <laughs> so you'd be like two feet? No, like half halfling and half like like ice giant or something and i'll be like like some weird <laughs> even out at like eight and a half feet no it'd be like be like six six foot two but just look like just like built like dopey like one of the seven dwarfs but just six two <laughs> <laughs> oh built like dopey or like built like i don't know like i mean grognak would get if i said built like tasselhoff burfoot but like six two so like a little tiny dude, but tall. So like a normal a normal person at six two. That's what it would be. Yeah, like half giant, half yes, half. Yes, just a little person. Yeah, well, like a like midget. a big little person. A giant midget. <laughs> exactly, which is what I am now. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. Content. I'm a stout manlet. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the entire See, you're, you're already playing episode one, right? Exactly. See the, the entire, anybody, the entire universe who knows me knows, I don't care that I'm not tall. So it's not a big deal. Like people, people act like that's some sort of gotcha. Like, no dude. It's kind of, it's kind of done to death at this point. It is. But I mean, like, you know, Joe Rogan is a unit of measurement now, but I am taller than Joe Rogan. Which is not saying a lot, but it's saying I, something. We, we've Joe actually Rogan. never seen both you and Joe Rogan in the same room. No, I'm not Oof. Joe Rogan. I'm not. I'm not. I, I Joe wish Rogan I, may be small, but dude's legs could actually chop down a tree. I wish I had le- kicks like that dude. I've seen him take apart fucking heavy bags with his kicks. It's insane. Yeah, that's so. now actually you know is it, or or is it. Or is it real? Like, is it one of those, um, you know, the Bruce Lee playing ping pong videos? Oh, yeah. He's playing or ping pong with YouTube fucking lifters nunchucks. in general. What's that? YouTube lifters in general a lot of time using fake weights or fake bags. Right, right. There's that. Um, but, you know, like Joe Rogan could be. He he doesn't fight anybody, right? He's, he does all this MMA training and uh, jujitsu and whatever. And I know Eddie Bravo was... His buddy, I don't know if him and Eddie are still friends because, you know, he he went back on, on the moon landing. And I, I think that's hilarious, by the way, how Joe was so adamant that we never went to the moon. There's no way we went to the moon. And then it was like, there's no way we didn't go to the moon. You know, like he went like a complete 180, 100%. Getting, getting his ass handed to him by Blair White must have changed him. Well, getting Blair White's ass handed to that him. Wasn't, that wasn't all he got handed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Oof. I mean, but then there's, of course, you've got horrid house guests uh, theory that, that Joe Rogan is a female. I don't know. That head is way too large to be feminine. Yeah. I, have, I don't you see seen what, feminine. have you seen what happens to people who do roids and HGH? Oh, HGH, in a short yeah. They get, of time? they get the Barry Bonds head. No, I get that. That's definitely yeah. a lot of HGH because he didn't have that giant cranium when he was uh, uh, Joe, the conspiracy theory janitor on talk radio. Or news radio. No, he he's a totally different looking dude than Yeah, he hadn't touched steroids yet. He wasn't doing mixed martial arts or any sort of um fitness. 
at all back then. Was that occurring during his Fear Factor tenure as host? No, was that's that, he went from there to Fear Factor. I, no, I, I get that, but like during Fear Factor, was that when he started dabbling in the HGH oh, and the, um, the steroids, or possibly? I mean, he was getting into. Uh, I know on his podcast, and his podcast is many, many years old. It's probably the oldest podcast ever, other than other than uh, other than Radical Agenda. Or Adam Curry's. That's that's Radical Agenda. Or No Agenda, excuse oh. me. Not Radical Agenda. No Agenda. Radical Agenda is oh. fucking Chris Cantwell. No Chris Agenda. Cantwell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was confused there for a second. Ah. Um, Those two guys in the same room would be... Oh, my God. Could you imagine Adam Curry? Adam Curry and racist Peter Griffin? Yeah. Oh. Oof. What would Dvorak do? Just sit there? Man-made horrors beyond comprehension. <laughs> I mean, that's what, yeah. Dvorak would probably just sit there and drink. I don't know. Um, but yeah, other than no, yeah, other than no agenda, I think Joe Rogan's podcast might be the oldest podcast ever. Uh, yeah, so Joe he, Rogan started in what two thousand nine. He started a long time ago. It was like from his living room, and everybody was just like a Skype call. Literally, how every podcast ever started. That's how this podcast started. Skype calls, just sitting on Skype, bullshitting, talking about stuff. They're like, dude, we should totally record this. And that's how it happens. Seven seasons later. Hundreds of episodes later. Hundreds of, not thousands. Those guys, Joe does thousands because he has a lot of money and he doesn't have to go to work and he can do five episodes a week. I would love to do that. Yeah, that's that must be very, very nice to be able to do that. I would love to be a full-time Donate content creator. Donate to the show. Donate right, to the that show. Nice sig you. Yes, yeah, nice sig you. Don't we have housekeeping? We have housekeeping. Housekeeping. Fluff your pillow. Okay. Um, Whoa! Yeah. So no, I, you buy you buy the lemon pledge. <laughs> I know, Mister Superman. Now is home. Uh, we uh, that what's her name? The the maid from Family Guy. That is Consuela. Actually, Consuela. That is actually a funny meme. Um, but if only it were a meme. Speaking of housekeeping, uh, you guys, if you haven't done it yet, go over to pilled.net and get signed up. So you can come hang out and listen to the show live because we are going to be doing a lot of live streaming. Our Nationalist Inquirer will be a live stream going forward soon, TM. Uh, a few things have to take place first, and then we will be most likely doing the doing the Nationalist Inquirer live on Tuesday nights and then releasing it as the podcast on Wednesday as usual. But go over to pill.net, get your uh, get your ID, get your it's all it's anonymous. Nobody's it's a honeypot. Get a fucking proton mail and whatever. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You can be you can be whoever you want to be. Just like D Live, just like Odyssey, just like any of those other streaming sites. Get your get your thing. This is but this is more of a, a community. Like I said before, think MySpace meets D Live. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's a really good community. Everyone was very welcoming on our first live stream. Oh yeah. Um, it was awesome. We had like we had people stopping by who had never heard of us drop by to say hi. Um a lot of American flags, so you know, not a single I don't believe I've seen a single blue and yellow flag on the entire site. I don't think anybody's fallen for the fake and gayness over there. That's a good no, thing. nobody, nobody that didn't have it in a live stream talking about how gay it all was. Right, kind of like how they caught Skull doing the six 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 eye thing. <laughs> we got him, boys. Busted. He's a yeah, Russian. Like, why did he do that? 
he knew he knew we were going to pause that picture. Right. I know. You know, I mean, like, seriously, why would you why would you even put your hands together? And if there's a video, if uh, listen, if somebody's taking video anywhere near me, I keep one hand in one pocket. Then I can't do that. That's the hidden hand. OK, never mind. Um, there's literally nothing you can do. I steeple my hands all the time when well, I'm just sitting in my chair, like well, both my elbows on the arms or armrests. Yeah, but you're amazing. I'd be screwed. But you're amazing. Yeah, though, but you're so. you're imagining yourself as like a supervillain in a movie. So right, I have it's to true. take that I do back. Twirl the mustache sometimes. I have to take that back. I called Reinhardt a Mason, and he's not a Mason. So yeah, say, thank you. Yeah, he's not. He's 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 not agnostic. He's not a Mason. He's not a not uh, a Sabatian Frankist. Sabatian Frankist. Wow, Lord. that's oddly specific. I, listen, the allegations that have been levied at different members of this podcast at different points in this podcast's career all right you never yeah, know what you're gonna wake let, up to somebody let me know that uh in another chat that somebody was revealing that i was actually a secret uh uh witch at one point what because i had knowledge of the occult yeah oh yeah somebody God. was going around telling people i had knowledge of the occult and i was only doing the christian thing to draw people in wow <laughs> It's like okay, wow. How's that working out? Yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh not great. Yeah, I didn't think so. All right, let me finish up. Uh, yes, so we did our first live stream over at Pilled. We did our Illuminati card game part two. Uh, part one will eventually be up on Pilled. We are getting all of our backlog of shows put up there. Um, there will also be putting up an RSS so you can satisfy all your podcast uh, auto downloading needs. Um, what else? Uh, you can go there, hang out, talk to us, talk to the people there to hang out for our live streams. You can donate there. It's like just, just like with DLive, they have the gold pills as opposed to the lemons system. Same thing. Uh, and yeah, there everybody there was very cool. You know, we got, I don't think we got a single thumbs down the entire night. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you said, a lot of new people jumped in uh, immediately and welcomed us to the community, um, dropped some donations, and ended up really enjoying our stuff. Yes, and so we are going to have a continues. lot more stuff. We'll have a lot more stuff up there. Uh, also, we're going to be doing the uh, the multicast type streaming to DLive and Odyssey as well at the same time once we get that straightened out. Yes, uh, so you get us on the platform of your choice. Yes, you get to... Are we going to do call-in shows? Yeah, we're going to do call-in shows. I am actually going to do that as well. I will set up the call-in studio like um, when I was on that one show on that one network for so long. Where they call in and, and take callers. Except I oh, want to be... talk about the Holocaust and how much you hate people that listen to the show? Oh, like... Uh well, that those, the, the other shows, Cleo, the other Cleo's, shows, like uh, Zodiac Ms. stuff, right? Miss Cleo, man, Ms. that's Cleo, a nineties yeah. reference. Um, no, oh, not. no, you were doing the Billy D. Williams one. Not like, no, not like Billy D. Williams. Um, I mean, no, I'd what I, be, I, listen, I'd rather be associated with Lando than Miss Cleo. I'd rather not be the new coast to coast. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Grognak. There's more like what I was trying to say is I would like to make it more like our call-in show to make it more like a coast-to-coast. -coast. So we get maybe get some cool guests call in, uh, get some cool stories, you know, maybe get a little bit uh, live campfire type stuff. Oh, speaking of campfire, we are also doing more Paranormies Campfire Tales. 
Yes, and I'll make sure to put the campfire email address on the uh, on this episode, and I'll, it'll be on subsequent episodes as well. Yes. Also, I went by the post office and checked the post office box, and we got a delivery. Uh, hey, Johnny, here's a couple things we thought you might like. Also, we included 200 to help the paranormies find a permanent home. Still would like to hear your thoughts on the World Economic Forum. Much love, Daniel Kuhn and Pixie Carson. And uh, yes, two of my very favorite people on this entire plane. They are awesome. Thank you guys so much. Yes. Uh, we are putting all of this into designing the new website and getting all the hosting stuff set up so that we can never be deplatformed again. I, that was it. I didn't have anything else after that. Perm- permanent evil lair. Yes. Headquarters. Yes. A permanent evil lair headquarters of the paranormies. <laughs> we can put our heads, heads back and laugh and twirl our mustaches in peace. Yes. We can. Well, I don't have a long twirly mustache, but I. Yes. I will do the throw my head back and laugh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we get into the content? Ah. T-shirts. Now, real quick, before we get into content, T-shirts. Go get your T-shirts at dissidentapparel.com slash ally slash paranormies. Go get the new designs. Go get the old designs. They are super dope. Uh, I believe you can only get them in black and white right now. But soon, coming soon, there will be multiple colors available. So, Also, tank tops. Also, hoodies. Always expanding, always improving. That's right. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to this. Looking forward to getting mine in the mail. I was going to say, Dogbat, how, how's it going to be to... Uh, I don't know if you've ever had a shirt of your own art before, but... A few. One one of them was uh, for a skate shop back in the day. Oh, cool. Very back cool. when those were actually cool. Yeah, yeah. back when skateboarding was uh, a uh, very well gate-kept... Gate-kept uh hobby right not every not everybody owned a skateboard like now uh tony hawk pro skater had not come out yet for the nintendo 64 Mm -hmm. uh everything after everything after that video game came out and skateboarding completely changed after that point oh yeah that was when it was 100 commercialized i mean it was still i mean when i was in high school it was still like kind of taboo you know i mean you were like the cops still fucked with you if you were doing street skating. Uh, my first ticket was jaywalking, even though I was just skateboarding down a neighborhood street with no cars whatsoever. Mm. Ah, you rebel, you. No, it was weird. I was just, just skating from my friend's house to my house, and all of a sudden I heard the sirens behind me and <laughs> got a ticket for skateboarding in the road. <laughs> Pure, I never got. We never got a ticket for that. Move. Yeah, we ne- we never got a ticket for that. But I know somebody who did supposedly. So here, there's two people now. I know two people. Interesting. Very the, weird. We had the cops called on us all the time. We used to skate in this AT and T parking lot, and uh, it was. I think it was it wasn't AT and T at the time. Yeah, it was. But we we had like little. Uh, jumps set up and stuff so we could do like little you know it was like the 
beginnings of skating. This is way before Tony Hawk. This is like 89, 88. When was Tony Hawk? When was when was that? 2000 Tony Hawk Pro Tony Skater? Hawk. Pro Skater. When was uh, the first one? Like 98, 99? Yeah, late oh, 90s. Tony Hawk got big. Yeah, I know he got big 90s? like late late no. Hold on. Tony Hawk was already big before the video game. He he was already right. No, but he became like an international superstar. Yeah, but he he got big already by the mid 90s before the game. Yeah, because the X Games and he was doing all the stuff with the X Games. The X Games were big. Ah, the X Games. I remember watching those every year. Man, that was... (laughs) Okay, so the first okay, so it was uh, Christmas of '99. Okay, yeah, so it was right at the end. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was the aughts when all that stuff really caught on. Because I was in the Navy when that happened. I mean, it was still it was still all really big in the early aughts. I mean, that, yeah. that's the time when I got into it a little bit. Oh no, I'm not saying but it was. I'm just dad, saying that's when I remember playing it in. Yeah, that was like 2001, 2002. Oh, yeah. They put those games out. Up, up until probably 2010, those games were huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember because it had like, I remember uh, something about it. Something about it having like one of the first selectable, um, or you could upload your own music to it or something. Well, this- um, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't shirts know. are out. Yes. Sh- yeah. <laughs> Anyways. God. Good lord. Know. The shirts are out. Whatever. Like, we, we can reminisce like, about. Okay. We can reminisce about Tony Hawk later. I was like, how 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 far down the all uh, right skateboarding reminiscing rabbit hole are we gonna go? As far as I feel like it. <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago. Anyway, you know, I just I just brought up a whole lot of weird Navy memories. Uh Yes, the shirts are out. Buy them. Buy a lot of them. Um, buy them for your friends. Buy them for your family. Anyway, enough about that. We have content. So, what do you, what do you guys want to start with? You want to start with the uh, with the uh, artificial intelligence stuff? I, mean, oh, I thought we were going to start with the first man in space. You want to start with Yuri Gagarin? I mean, that's. I guess we'll do the Russia stuff first. Is All that right. how you, is that how you say his name? It's Gagarin or Gagarin. Gagarin, yeah. That's how I've always Gagarin. said. Gagarin. 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 It's Russian, so Gagarin. 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 Yuri Gagarin. It doesn't sound Yuri Gagarin. I don't know who. who I, I'm uh, not look. gonna lie. They made a pretty cool looking statue of him. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think he deserves? I mean, to be the first guy in space in Russia, wouldn't you think he was, you know, if, if you were going to memorialize your first astronaut, you would make a pretty nice statue of him, right? I mean, you know, good for him. I mean, but, if that statue was here, they would have torn it down during the summer of hate. Right. You know, this is, well, this is basically what they're doing. They've canceled Yuri Gagarin. They canceled the first person in space. So. No, how do you, how, you, you can't unsend him. No, you, you'll, no. No, you just erase his, his accomplishment from list of accomplishments. Mm-hmm. How? And you don't no. and you don't teach it for you don't teach it for one generation, and it never happened. Man, yeah. they never taught it, and they never taught it at my school. They they're like, 
uh, Sputnik, and yeah, and then we went to the moon, and we were awesome. We well, no, I was like, we we did. I remember, I remember Sputnik. I remember Yuri Gagarin, and then I remember we went to the moon. It's something about like animal cru- like animal cruelty by sending a dog and a monkey, and the monkey like died. These, these stupid Soviets, they were sending wait, monkeys. The monkey died or the dog died? I can't remember which one died. The dog burned up, right? I think the dog burned up. Yeah, something like that. I remember it was something like that, and everybody was sad because, like, because old Yeller had just come out, and yeah, like, why would you do that? Why would you send dog? a dog to space? But, Dogs, man's <laughs> best friend. But yeah, you you really don't have to do a whole lot to erase him from the collective minds of this new generation. I'm sure if you asked any Zoomer on the street, they would not know this guy's name already. Absolutely, that's a, I would guarantee a hundred out of a hundred would be like, I don't know. If anything, they'd probably guess it's some Olympic athlete. All right? They'd be like, no cap for real. I would, I would guess real. that he was a, a forward for a Canadian hockey team. If somebody sure. asked you who, yeah, if somebody came up and said, "Who is Yuri Gagarin?" You'd be like, I, I, I don't know, Russian, some Russian weightlifter, maybe. Is your he's got he's got seventeen goals and uh, 30, 36 points for the Montreal Canadiens. He yeah. played the really big guy on Game of Thrones. Yeah, basically, basically the kind of answers you would get. So, also the statue that they made of him—it's that Art Deco one, right? Yeah, it's it's Art Deco esque. Yeah, esque. Yeah, but it it was Soviet era, so it's that kind of like Art Deco brutalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you can tell so, it's him, yeah. but not really. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's undoubtedly not his physique. Right. No. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a link to the to the actual statue uh yeah uh, i'll post it thank you in light of current world events is why they are stripping him of his honors by the space foundation R- right who is now are we sure that they even made that statue is that one of those statues from uh from texas uh, it looks it looks similar to the the Dallas State Fair statues, right? Doesn't yeah. it? Very similar. I mean, dude's also been dead since what, nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-nine, right? It's weird. It before it's, we even yeah. supposedly went to the moon. It's weird. I hear yeah, like Gary Newman music when I look at the statue. Colin, you hear what music? Gary Newman music when I look at the statue. <laughs> kind of looks like Gary Newman too. Um. I'm drawing a okay. blank on Gary Newman right now. Who's who's Gary? Also, Newman? Grognak, you deserve recognition for that. That was that was good and also terrible. Did you get that? Yeah, cosmonaut. cosmonaut. Yeah, we do the astronaut, cosmonaut. Yeah, because nobody goes to space. Dogbot, who's Gary Newman? Uh, cars. Here in my car, I'll be safest of all. Oh, in cars okay yeah i guess i can see it anyhow (laughs) that that just brought me some mystery science theater memories okay anyways okay (laughs) all right i'm gonna binge watch that anyways so i think i'm gonna he's been canceled yeah he's been canceled but canceling dead people you know canceling russian stuff uh there was what was it there, there, there is a, Johnny. That's what Gary Newman looks like. Where? Oh Lord! 
See, I mean, statue statue kind of looks like Gary Newman. Oh wow! He, who's that? That's Yuri Gagarin. Yeah, that's him. Are you sure that's not like? Are you sure that's not like the the private from every World War II movie? Like, no, know, that's, that's I know, but you know what I mean. It looks like the looks right. like the the young private from every World War II movie, the kid that just enlisted, fresh out of boot camp. I don't know if we should go any further, Sarge. Right. Shut up, kid. We're going into the jungle. You go you first. for your smoke, Sarge? <laughs> Sergeant gives him his burned out lighter when he's on the ground dying. Give it to my son. He's the last I'll one never makes see. it. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. That's what it looks like. Good Lord, all right, Gary 54 years after his death, yeah, he's canceled. Cancel him. Somebody else, I mean, people get canceled all the time, but the Russian stuff, he's getting canceled not because of bad tweets, okay? He's not getting canceled because somebody dug up something that he, he said on uh, on Facebook a few years ago. No. He's getting canceled because of the Russian-Ukrainian thing. The fake war over there in the Ukraine. Which, once again, this should tell you just how ridiculous all this entire theater is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if this were an actual, like, let's say a, a human rights violation. Let's let's throw that term out there. All right. Oh, this boy. were a human rights issue and a, and a world war brewing. So many. Yeah, but so many things you could say as a human rights <laughs> violation nowadays. Right, right. I'm just saying let's let's stretch it a little bit. Right. And pretend that it's actually happening. They Putin's going to use gas. They be putting effort into doing this kind of stuff. Mm. John, do you remember in the 80s whenever a Russian would, air quotes, defect to the United States or to Western Europe, mm-hmm. like what, like a lionized hero they would make them? Whether it was like they're like a ballerina or Yakov Smirnov they played, yeah, or they played violin or some shit, you know, like it, it, they made a huge deal out of it every time. Yeah. Who was the who was the fucking ballet guy? The he was super famous defector. Yeah, they always did make Itzhak a big deal. Perlman. What's that? Itzhak Perlman. No, he did a he did a movie with uh Gregory Hines. Yeah. It was like uh, a ballet movie. Super weird. gay. Uh but it was it was Cold War it was you know, pure Cold War propaganda, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, no, it's, it's the, the, what they're trying to do in, rev- I mean, Russia's still the bad guy, but now like people from Russia are being treated like shit around here. It's well, like we said before, it's it's the allowable racism. It's the same mm-hmm. thing post nine eleven. You know, go and fight all the towel heads. Right. Uh, my dad, when I was in the navy, I called my dad just to make sure he was not in New York when it happened, and. He was like, me and your uncle are getting in the car. We're going to New York and go shoot some ragheads. I'm like, Dad, I'm, I'm on a military phone line. Can you not say stuff like that, please? <laughs> they, yeah, but like nobody would care because it was allowable racism. You know, freedom fries because the French are cheese eating surrender monkeys. And you know, we could be we could be uh, racist to the French. For some reason, we could infight with the French. And um, and. It was cool to say ragheads and sand niggers and stuff like that. Yeah, it was totally fine. And I was thinking of Mikhail Baryshnikov, by the way. Oh, I actually know that name. Yeah, hmm. he's like the most famous Soviet dancer. He's actually Latvian, but whatever. But uh, yeah, he was the guy. He did the movie. Uh, I don't remember the name of the movie with Gregory Hines. I forgot that Gregory Hines was a dancer. Like I, I just thought he was a really shitty uh, 
comedic actor. You know, he did that one stupid one with uh, with um, Billy Crystal. I, I I don't know. I just remember Wolfen. Wolfen was Gregory Hines in yeah. that. Yeah, Gregory Hines was in Wolfen. Huh. I don't I don't remember that. Okay. Like God for- is an Indian that turns into a wolf. Dude, that's Wolfen. Don't remember. Okay. I've, I don't think I've seen that. Huh. to allowable racism. Yes. Speaking of allowable racism, now you're allowed to be racist to Russians? Is that what we're doing? Who, who's the allowable? I mean, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Who's the allowable yeah, racism here? It's the Russians, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Russians and and I assume anybody who's allied with them. I mean, they've been pushing for allowable racism against Chinese, but in a soft way. Right. Very soft. Right. They're not. Um, they're not on the news talking about the chinks. No, no, yeah. no, no. They're just talking about how you know China's economy is going to eat ours if we don't right. do something against uh, against all these these BRICS nations. Right. Well, we've already. That's that's. If they're talking about it, it's already happened. Right. That's. Yeah. yeah implying. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's not they're not you're not gonna have Archie Bunker racism anymore. You know, against the chinks. Jeez, eat it. I love that show. The good old days. Yeah. Man, uh who who made those who made those shows? He made Maud and Archie Bunker and the Jeffersons and um not Noel Ignatev. God damn it. Another, the, another the, Jew. the incredibly subversive Jew that made the those TV shows. Yeah. Who who was that though? Incredibly subversive Jew Geyer. No. Oh, come on. Somebody look it up quick. Uh, Michael Ross, Don Nickel, Bernie West. No. We have an intern. I know, Grognak. Look that up. <laughs> There's Norman Lear too. That is Norman Lear. Thank I you. I, Norman Lear. Norman I am Lear. looking it up. It's Norman yeah. Lear. It's Nor- yes, Norman Lear. He did Maud. He did all of those subversive seventies um, sitcoms, the Jeffersons, all that stuff. All that su- massive societal change. He's uh, worth two hundred million dollars. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's not be anti-Semitic, guys, guys, fellas, gentlemen. Oof. Oof. Yeah, let's make fun of Russians for hanging out with bears. Yeah, I always thought it was kind of kind of funny. Well, remember how it was cool to love Putin for a while? Oh uh, well, I mean, because GW did. Right, he, well, he was gonna, uh, yeah, Russia was going to be our ally in the war on terror, right? And they would because been, and then Putin was riding the bear. Russia's had problem with them, them muzzies too. Uh, they they did the thing in the theater, right? They did that thing in the theater, and then they had all them problems in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Yes, but um, now we're in Afghanistan. They're gonna they're gonna tell us all the ins and outs. Right, mostly the outs because they left. Yes. Yeah, right. But then multiple yeah, times. But right, there's <laughs> just stop it with the Afghanistan thing. But uh, they apparently had really short memories that oh, you know we were part of the pro- reason why they had such problems in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like because we assisted the Mujahideen. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. But and so did Rambo three. Right. So did- <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, those brave Mujahideen soldiers. But oh man, what do we? How do we get there? I forgot what we were talking about. If 
Guys, if I threatened to drive to Hawaii to beat up Tulsi Gabbard, would I get in trouble for it? Probably. But you're not a fat Jew comedian actor who smokes weed and hangs out with Sarah Silverman. So, so no, you would be in a lot of trouble. But hold on. There was something. Damn it. I wasn't done with the last one. Oh, well, Seth Rogen's a Jew. And he gets away with what he said about Tulsi Gabbard. He's going to drive to Hawaii. Okay, stoner. But uh, I get it. It's comedy, though. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you know drive. Because you, you can't really drive. I'm just basically telling you to shut up, bitch. <laughs> that was not bad. Is it Seth Rogen? That was impromptu. I, from, I'd like, don't do a lot of From what I remember of what he sounds like, I, I am not a, uh, I have not never been a Seth Rogen consumer. Um, Me either. It's it's again. He's not an actor. He's Jewish, so he just shows up and plays himself. You know, he does he does the poop joke, the the sex joke, and right. the, the weed, you know. the Jesus make fun of Jesus joke, the uh, you know get high on drugs and go to a Christian Christmas Eve service in a Star of David sweater and proceed to puke all over the church. That kind of stuff, yeah. I've narrowly escaped seeing some of his movies. I'd I'd been over at a couple places over, you know, the past decade where someone's about to put one on or it's on the background, and you know, I got I'm, stuck. I got stuck. I saw. I've seen a couple. Um, I've like I wouldn't necessarily call it a Seth Rogen movie, but the Forty Year Old Virgin, the Steve Carell movie. He's in it. It's not like one of his movies per se. Oh yeah, he he does the side character thing a lot. Yes, the side character idiot. The it, yes, the side character idiot. That is one of the things he does quite well. But anyhow, but yeah, that happened in November of last year, November twenty twenty one. What him telling Tulsa Gabbard to, to shut up? He's going to punch her. Yeah, that he that he was going to fight her. Okay, so why is this why is this making traction again now? I don't know. It's just being passed around. Oh, uh, I passed it around today. Oh, oh okay. I, I stole. I stole it from Twitter. Uh, there was a thread. I forgot the account's name, and it was a thread of unhinged Seth Rogen tweets. And I just thought that exchange between him and Tulsi Gabbard was entertaining. So I I, po- I posted it in the chat today. Hmm. Okay. Uh, there's another one where uh, there's this. This woman who's did a thread about how her son was addicted to marijuana and her, her son had died and she was uh, doing a thread about marijuana addiction and he replied with a whole bunch of really weird belligerent weed posts and Snoop Dogg replied to him and said, dude, her son just died. Yeah. So even Snoop Dogg wasn't. Even Snoop Dogg was like, "Hey, man, maybe, maybe fucking tone it down a little bit," you know? Yeah. yeah I don't know. He's a he's a dumb stoner Jew. Yeah, it's his entire stick. Mm-hmm. I I I remember the only movie of his. I don't know if it's his movie, but he was in it that I had ever seen was that super bad movie. And the entire time I was like, "This is awful." I don't. I'm, this isn't funny. Yeah, again, it's he's just a side character in that movie. Uh, Super bad is. That's not Seth Rogen. That's the other fat Jew. What's that? 
Oh, Jonah Hill. Jonah, Jonah, Hill. Jonah Hill. Yeah, that's the other fat Jew. Seth Rogen's in it too, right? I've never seen Maybe, Superbad. I don't know. I've never I always seen confuse those two. Uh, no, if anything, he's a side character, but no, that's a that's mainly a uh, a Jonah Hill movie. No, don't, don't make me look it up. Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Look well, up. you're the, the you're the intern. That's your intern. job. That's your job. <laughs> that's literally your job. Um, man, Seth Rogen sucks. Yeah, it's we terrible. got other good. We got other good content that's not Seth Rogen. Yeah, we do. We have um. But yeah, so they're canceling Yuri Gagarin. They also were canceling Russian Fabergé eggs in like the egg museum. I I didn't see that article. How how can you cancel Russian Fabergé eggs? Or maybe it wasn't Russian Fabergé. I saw something. It was some museum is pulling the Russian cheese. Was it cheese? The cheese museum? It was something retarded like cheese or the Fabergé eggs or something stupid like that. Might have been cheese. As far as I know... The NH in the NHL, mm-hmm. they have not uh, they have not stopped the Russian players from dominating in their particular positions. No, but FIFA yeah. has banned uh, Russian Russian uh, soccer teams from playing in competitions, and uh, the Russian national team. Really, they banned um, the Russian national team. Has the has the the FIFA video game taken Russian teams off of the video game? Not uh, yet. They did. They did they take did? the Russian national team out. They wow. did. See that? Uh, this is why. Oh, this is why people that purchase physical video games hmm. are are always winning because when your when your video game is entirely online, oh yeah, they, they can, can do, do whatever they want. Like that. Right. Right. So the, the one thing that stance as of the end of February was Russia can play as the Russian Federation team without country flag or anthem. And as far as I know, they will have to play behind closed doors. Um, what? But they could still they could still be banned, like completely banned. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yup. Do you remember uh, Louise Mensch? Do you remember I, I that do. One? Oh, what a terrible account she yeah. is. Yes. This this quote is is this is everything summed up. It's a she said as far as I'm concerned, we are not only assisting Ukraine, we are taking revenge for Afghanistan and for 2016, for the interference in Brexit, for Extinction Rebellion, the Yellow Vests and Indie Ref, for Canada 2015 and the Truckers Convoy. And COVID misinfo. All of it. All of it. All of it being pushed onto Russia. Hmm. It's, it's always been Russia's fault. Uh, isn't Extinction Rebellion those weird, like, weird libtards that, that have the weird sigil and they do environmentalist stuff? I you no mean idea. the environmentalist cult? Yeah, it's like a, it's yeah. Like a Yeah, it's totally yeah, they're, cult they're, yeah, it's a cult. It's a cult. Well, you know, add one more thing to that list too. What's that? Because Russia, Russia is now responsible for another Holocaust. Oh yes, that was yeah. We'll get. We'll, all right, we'll do that one now. Let me see something. Might as well get all the Russia stuff out of the way. Get all the Russia, Russia, Russia out of the way right now. Russian attack on Kharkiv kills Holocaust survivor ninety six. 
Boris Romanchenko died after a rocket hit building where he lived in Ukrainian city. There is a picture of him. Dude, he looks like an old woman. And Buchenwald in his striped pajamas with a fucking prisoner identification number. He survived four concentration camps. Four. I can't wait for his movie. There I mean, will be one. Uh, there will be you one. Know, you know there is. You his know. whole Netflix series about how he escaped four different camps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and everything, you know? Oh, man. Hmm. Only four digits. Mm-hmm. I still have yet to see any six-digit identification numbers. Oh God! He was up at, he was he was taken he was taken to Buchenwald, and then he was moved to Pinemund. Pinemund, okay. And then he he, where he was made to work on the V two rocket program. He was forced to work in the V two rocket program. Forced, forced. I tell told, you, I was I was taken and forced to work on the Apollo <laughs> program. Right. Right. I know you're not taking me. You're not taking me from my home and making me work in a space program. What are you crazy? Space program. What do you think? I want to grow up I'm to be an astronaut. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. We think I want to. I wanted to grow up to be an astronaut when I was a kid. Well, that's also probably why they're canceling Yuri Gagarin is he he actually pushed this guy, Roman Jinko, out. Ah, that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, that's that's the real other Shoah. So not a Shoah. So yeah. So a- after that, after that, uh, he attempted to escape. Get the fuck out of here. He he attempted to escape working in the V the V two rocket program because I'm sure I'm sure much like the uh, the Chinese iPhone factories, you know they have suicide nets. But after there he was moved to uh he was oh he was moved to uh Dora and Bergen Belsen so that's four and then he was liberated he said he was liberated from Bergen Belsen by British and American allied forces on April 14th 1945 before he and other survivors were due to be killed by being fed poisoned food were they going to be brought in for like a feast or something and find out that they're actually just all eat rat poison? Mm. Well, the Germans all. He was enlisted German- to the Soviet army for five years after the end of the war. Interesting. Afterwards, he began to play an active part in institutions that commemorate the Holocaust, acting for years as several years as vice president for Ukraine on the International Committee at the Buchenwald Dora Memorial Foundation. Oh, my God. This guy is like super Holocaust survivor. So, oh, my God. They're yeah, break- they just say they're br- like they're- a week and a half ago that they bombed some Holocaust memorial and then it turned out they didn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Dude like, took a selfie I- and was like, no, they didn't. So... They keep, you know, they keep finding ways to insert this sort of thing. Mm. I, what's the likelihood that this guy just died of old age, or even and existed? It, it didn't didn't, didn't no. get bombed, or just yeah, didn't, didn't get exist bombed at all? Yeah, no, he probably existed. Like all this other stuff is probably, you know, propaganda that they made up. He was probably he probably was this guy. You know, as the uh, he, he was probably the vice president for Ukraine on the international committee at the Buchenwald Donna Memorial Foundation. I'm sure. I'm sure if he was he was probably the Ukrainian representative to that world foundation, probably headquartered in Switzerland. 
Well, let's just look it up. I mean, I'm sure it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Buchenwald Dora Memorial Foundation. Yeah. Dora Memorial. Uh, if anything, so if this a, guy so was this ever is, in a concentration camp, he probably played in the band at the theater in Buchenwald. Right. He, right. Or, or, or something, you know, he, well, he, dude, he worked in the V2 rocket program. Come on. I, I think he probably cleaned the bear and eagle cages after they were done. You know, that was Auschwitz. He never went to Auschwitz. Oh, okay. God, get it right. Yeah. You mean they didn't have those at all of them? No, just the bear and the eagle must have been just Auschwitz. No, what he had to do, what he had to do, is actually uh, scrape the ice box out after they froze guys, and then just like shove them out onto the floor. Oh, uh, after they so f- they could froze them, and then yeah, and then drop them on the ground and shattered them into a million pieces. Right in yeah, front of their he, loved ones. He had to keep the uh, masturbation machines well lubed. Yeah, I was I was gonna say he had to uh, pressure wash the walls where they paint the fake tunnels that people would have to run into. <laughs> That's in Weimar, Germany. It's in Weimar, Germany? Yeah. Oh, what a surprise. In Weimar, you say? Hmm. Weimar survived. Dresden did not. That's all you need to know about right. World War II. Literally. I'm not joking. That's like pretty much what you need to know. Um, you know, we need to look into, speaking of World War II, is the extinction event that happened in Crimea. Like that huge, yeah. That's like a massive reset site. It's one of those things that, like, what happened in San Francisco times six million. Yeah, we need to look at that, and who who at the time was the majority population in Crimea. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but that's for, the, uh, that's for the another thing episode. on how many people died in Buchenwald is very vague. I was just looking at it. It says fifty six thousand in one thing. Another one says another amount. Um. But one thing that's funny is it says torture, medical experiments, and consumption. It's so vague, right? Consumption. They died from torture. And consumption means you died of typhus, which is a yeah. strange thing to say, okay. right? Yeah, I was going to say cons- consumption's like the 1800s way of saying typhus, right? Ah, uh, tuberculosis, yeah. gotcha. I thought. Well, tuberculosis. They died of typhus a lot. And well, I've mentioned yeah, this. Yeah. I've mentioned this to Skull before, but I think the historical term amputation. I feel like that's a different thing than like cutting someone's arm off. Just like consumption isn't like someone being eaten. Oh, they're being consumed, being consumed by a disease. Yeah, that's the thing is because tuberculosis would take would take away several bodily functions over time because you mm-hmm. wouldn't you wouldn't typically die from it very quickly. Um, you, I mean, you would if you were weak enough, but <clears throat> many people lived with it for decades. Right. But do you think do you think in the faking gay dark ages they were really doing thousands of amputations? No, this is something I want. I'm going to look into that for the. I don't think so. I mean, and then cauterizing them with like a flat iron. Oh fuck no! Yeah, that's what the movies would have you believe. Yeah, taking off a finger and taking off a leg, two very different procedures. Right, and now even today, by like today's standard, like taking off an am- amputating a leg is not exactly. Easy surgery. There's a lot of work there. Really? It's not, it's not oh. like The Walking Dead where you just hack it off. Yeah, they it. just hack it off and, and then like... You they know. don't have a YouTube video you could watch? And- probably. You know what? Probably. Uh, I probably got some tutorials on the dark net, but I'm not going to advocate for that. Yeah, let's not do that. It's not like that uh, Steven Spielberg movie where that guy lost his arm on the beach and just like walked over and picked it up. 
Right. Yeah. Just put it back. <laughs> no. It's not like that. It's not like that at all. Um, you know, it's a wonder that uh, Romanchenko survived at Buchenwald, considering that uh, almost a thousand inmates were actually used in large-scale trials for vaccines. Oh, I mean, official narrative, yes. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Hang on. Other experimentation occurred at Buchenwald on a smaller scale. One such experiment aimed at determining the precise fatal dose of a poison of the alkaloid group. According to the testimony of one doctor, four Soviet POWs were administered the poison, and when it proved not to be fatal, they were strangled in the crematorium and subsequently dissected. Yeah, okay. You okay. didn't die. Now, what? I'm going to choke you to death? That doesn't make any sense. None of this stuff makes any sense. None of the stories. None of the stories about the things that happened during the Holocaust or during the the prison camp times in World War II in Germany or Poland, for that matter. None of that stuff makes any sense. So just stop it. It's yeah. Stupid. All right. So yes. So oh no, a Russian. Okay, so a Russian killed a Holocaust survivor who was in the Russian army. Hmm. A lot of layers yeah, here. Yeah, join the Russian army after World War II. Right, a lot of layers here. And now he was in Ukraine, and he was killed by a Russian missile. Hmm. Is this kind of a karma's a bitch sort of situation? Or like... I, yeah, I don't guess. know. I mean, sure. He was born and raised in Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't think it's real. Yeah, I don't either. Right, right. I'm saying like the 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 Holocaust memorial being hit with a missile. You know, sure, it's probably not real, but they have to pull these. You know, they have to pull these stories out, otherwise, they have nothing. They literally have nothing. Again, this is another war that there's absolutely no not another war. This is probably the first war that will get literally zero support from us. Nobody, nobody gives a fuck, honestly. And even the people that pretend to give a shit don't give a shit. No, they don't actually care. Right. Because nobody actually knows what's going on. Right. And you can't sell a war. Like, again, there's no 9-11. There was no Gulf of Tonkin. There was no uh, Pearl Harbor. There was no massive crisis. No, no, no big attack against our boys that we got to retaliate for. No, none of that. There's none of that. This is just Russia, like Russia taking russians stuff back you know honestly like a lot of that stuff is russian territory it's like when when germany annexed the sudetenland well that was german territory filled with german people right yeah also speaking of uh speaking of ukraine did i tell you guys that i sat through grumpy old men the other night with the walter Matthau and jack lemon movie and it was hilarious. For, dude, it was fucking hilarious, by the way. Still still a great movie. Not Like, almost zero bad stuff. No pause, really. Um, there was an insinuated interracial thing that turned out to not be. But anyway, uh, they have, like, remember how in MASH they would have uh, the different signs pointing in different directions, like Tokyo, X miles, New York, X miles, Los Angeles, X miles. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, well, they had one there on the lake because they're the, the the ice fishing shanties, and it said Kiev spelled K I E V, and it was Kiev USSR. And how many of her miles? I thought that was interesting. 
Well, yeah. I mean, Ukraine was part of the USSR. Right. Well, but then it was, but before that, it was just Russia. Yeah, what do you mean? Just Russia. Right? It was an area called Ukraine. It was the, it was the Ukrainian does, area of Russia. Right? Yeah. Does, 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 does Zelensky have two Ys now? It does now, or sometimes. It's like it's Kiev always. and Kiev. It, he, it's always had one and sometimes two. Grognak, they turned on CERN two weeks ago. So, yeah, so a lot yeah. of weird things are going to happen. So yeah, there's there's additional letters and all kinds of names. Okay, and stuff, you know, and then then uh, letters have been switched, and uh, uh, you know stuff like that. All right, two Y's is pretty common in those languages. I'll say that just because American or British news outlets put one in there doesn't mean that there's anything fishy going on. I don't think. Reinhardt, is it Salma or Selma Hayek? I don't freaking know because I don't care. I've always said Selma Hayek, it's Selma but I'm pretty Hayek. sure it's, it's something else. It's S-A-L-M-A, I believe. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, But that isn't is. Mandela effect. No, that isn't Mandela effect. That's just people being wrong. Yeah, that's literally yeah, people Yeah, that's being what wrong. I think th- that is, too. It's people don't know how to spell things. Well, the Zelensky, things anglicized. Right, but the thing is, it's always been anglicized that way, so everybody knows it that way. So when they see it, spelled quote properly it, it throws them off and you know people are is it yeah. turmeric or turmeric that uh i don't remember what is it now with r is is with the turmeric r. yeah it's turmeric i believe it was turmeric originally and always had been turmeric and then all of a sudden now it's turmeric but i could be wrong mm. i could be wrong i i you know what i have to do is i have to go to my aunt's house and check out my my grandmother's old cookbooks. And this has to do with CERN. Supposedly. CERN, CERN, and CERN changed I, letters and words. Yes. I mean, they, they have people's names. Did you not read any of the stuff we talk about with like the, the stuff on CERN with the transhumanism and stuff, the, the alchemical technical revolution? Like CERN, they talk about this. The people at CERN like actively like joke about Mandela effect because they know that's what they're doing. Yeah. Because yeah, because their state of mission is to contact parallel dimensions or other dimensions. Mm -hmm. And these things changing, you know, place in quote reality. Like they know that they know that's what they're doing. That's again, that's their stated mission. But as, as Wayne McCoy pointed out, if it's working as they tell you it is, it could be laughing about Mandela effect because Mandela effect itself is a red herring. I don't know. Right. I mean, it, it could be a lot of things. I mean, but there are definite Mandela effects. It's not just, are, are you, are you going to be the guy who doesn't believe Mandela effect at all? No, no, not I'm you. not saying Tell that I dog don't. Dog bot, dog bot oh, 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 I, I am highly skeptical of Mandela effect. I was, I mean, every I, single I'm, person I've spoken to believes that uh, the the uh, guy from Johnny Carson show, Ed McMahon, handed out the checks. Yeah, that's like there are literal there are things. I mean, Ed McMahon even he even thinks he did. Yeah, so like that's supposed to be like the huge Mandela thing, right? Well, other, other than the other than uh, the Nelson Mandela thing himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's the big one that everybody remembers. Um, and 
I, I don't. I agree that there is something there. It's possible that it's CERN. Uh, like I'm not discounting what they say. It's it's like um, it's like our friend N Chang when he says things like you know when people tell me what they're doing, I'm just going to take them at their word now. You know, when they say what they are, I'm just going to take them at their word. Oh, you're this? Okay, that's what you are. You're doing this? Okay, that's what you're doing. Well, when these people say that they're trying to contact interdimensional or other dimensions or and that they're receiving information from these other dimensions, like Jordy Rose, um, you know, when, when he says, what did he say? Uh, you know, the conspiracy theorists say that, like, we're reaching into other dimensions and pulling stuff back. I mean, which is kind of true. I mean, it's kind of what we do. But, I mean, really, what we're doing is, it's like, wait, what? Did you just did you, did you just say that the conspiracy theorists were right? That's what you're doing? Okay, so cool. I'm going to take you at your word. You are literally talking to things on the other side of another dimension and getting information back from them. And if they are changing what we call reality by, you know, uh, changing words in a movie or uh, taking words out of television shows, that's the thing about it that kind of is weird to me the most is that it is mostly media related things, which are easily manipulated in the first place. Exactly. See that that's my thing and I'm not it's not that I'm completely skeptical of the whole thing altogether but when it comes to media entertainment uh movie quotes especially I I definitely err on the skeptical side because Skull people not are retarded. We we are conditioned to remember things even if they aren't true. Mm-hmm. Um oh, yeah. because we always hear them. Oh dude, just think about all of history. You memorize things right. that are not true. And right. That fight. doesn't mean that it yeah. was Mandela affected in the now. It could have always just been one way and we are hearing it a different way. Mm. That's true. Huh. Um, also, Skull's not here to defend himself. So we should. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not going after Skull. I'm just saying. I think it sounds like you are, dude, a little bit. I am. I, am. I mean, I know. Yeah. Dog so, so, yeah. Silver leg C-3PO. What are you going to do about it? Now, now don't start. No, That's so, the other one. So, guys, you, the one that got me. <laughs> Do you want to do you want to hear the one that freaked me out? I was watching Brian Staley's channel, and it was one of the ones that was like happening at that moment. And he had people in his chat room freaking out about it. It was about avocados. You guys buy avocados at Walmart or whatever. You know, Hass or Hass Hess. I don't know how you say it. it used to be a uh, sorry, H A A S, and they changed it to H A S S. Now, people in his channel were freaking out as they had bags in their hands that said H-A-S-S or the other one. But, like, the Walmart screen where you ring up the, the item was showing the double A's. The, their web, the company website still showed double A's. But it was, like, changing in real time to, the, to double S instead. And so that was really weird to me. So like what, what the guy had a bag and it was Hass with two A's and then five minutes later it was Hass with two S's. No, like the bag didn't change in people's like freezers yet. They still had the old ones like Skull calls it what mm-hmm. uh, residue residue. Yeah, they still had the active residue. But well, I know like the Monopoly Man one is got some serious residue. Like why would they like the, the monopoly man had a monocle. He always had a monocle. Stop it. Like, yeah, uh, always. Right. But now he doesn't and never did. I don't, I don't know if he did. He, shut I, up. I think like, I, Stop. I, I kind of imagine he would. No, he did. But he I, always I don't did. know if he did. He always did, dude. He always did. That was one thing. Like, 
dude, why would every representation of the Monopoly man outside of Monopoly represent him with the monocle, including what was it? The, um, the Japanese airline magazine cover that skull has. Oh, it's got him, you know, the Monopoly board and it's got the Monopoly man in the middle with the monocle. Right. Yeah. I mean, he always had a monocle, dude. I used to play the McDonald's. Uh, I used to play the McDonald's. I used to eat a lot of McDonald's, dude. I'm probably, um, yeah, I've probably given myself all kinds of bad shit when I was younger. Oof. But anyways, uh, I used to play the Monopoly game all the time and try to win like the, it was in a million bucks or whatever. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. I liked playing the race car, but I hated playing Monopoly. No, I'm not talking about the, the game. I'm talking about the Monopoly game for McDonald's. So I had a lot of interaction with the Monopoly game in general. He always had a monocle, dude. Always. That one that one is like, yeah, it's, that one's not cool. He always had a monocle. Uh, Ed McMahon gave out the checks. And what's the other one that like is a definite like that's really... But I, I don't believe... like. And Skull was like, it's God giving us like a wink and a nod that he's still in charge. I'm like, really? Dude, he's really fucking with like Jew Hollywood movies. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's if anything, I don't think it's God doing anything. And that's why it's things that are entertainment based, things that are ultimately inconsequential in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. They're they really are pretty inconsequential when you when you think about them, uh, really. Extremely. So if anything, Extremely. it ain't God. Yeah, right. It's extremely inconsequential. And it's like television character. It's, so it's something a fake person said on a fake show or in a fake movie, you know, is it's not being said anymore. Or the costume item is different now. So you're telling me people aren't misremembering just like they misremember literally thousands of movie quotes. Like, yeah, yeah. That's where I stand on it. If there is some dimensional screwing around going on, it's it's not God. <laughs> and I, who knows if it's CERN? I don't know. CERN could be stating that they're trying to do that and just leaving it as a red herring. Yeah, absolutely. We're trying, we're trying to contact these other dimensions. Well, what if they're already getting help from, from something? Ed McMahon. From Ed McMahon and, and, the, and the prize patrol. Yeah, Ed uh, Ed McMahon is actually. What if they're getting financial from support from the from the publisher's clearinghouse? You mean American Publishing Company? What if, what if we're giving silver legs to all the amputees and turning them into cyborgs? Hmm. I mean, that's what they want to do. Yeah, get getting them high on turmeric meth. I don't know about that. The yellow meth. I don't know. Let's take a break, guys. Uh, we're going to listen to Zerius. We haven't listened to Zerius in a while. This is New Machine, and go ahead and check him out on his Odyssey channel and also on Telegram. That's X-U-R-I-O-U-S, Zerius. Look him up. Listen to him. Check it out. We're going to listen to New Machine, and we'll be back. Period, this period comes to be written, and men look back at it. 
such possibilities, with such choices, and disaster for a greater heights and greater glory. everybody we're back this is still the paranormies present the nationalist inquirer we're all still here first hour went over some news uh speaking of the news you guys remember you guys remember uh that show robot chicken you ever watch that bark, bark. all the time all the chicken that's uh seth green and his his friends bunch of jewish stuff but it's like uh what, what, what would you call it? it's not claymation i mean it's animated it's like animated action figure stuff Stop yeah, motion. Stop motion. Thank you. It's stop all stop motion. motion. Yeah, stop Thank motion. You. That's what I was and they would about. animate like yes. mouths on the action figures. Mm-hmm. They had a they had a couple good bits if you were familiar with the material in the first couple seasons. Some after yeah, that, some of the repeat. After, after that, it sort of played its course. Eh, I I always thought it was like funny to have on in the background. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was it was oftentimes very degenerate, but. I mean, they are—they were action figures. So, the Star Wars episodes were funny. There yeah, was funny stuff in those. The Star Wars those are pretty good. good. Yeah. Uh, but yes. Anyway, anyway, robot chicken. Anyway, robot chicken. Uh, well, we have robot cheetah. How about that? Oh, MIT. What? It's a robot cheetah. MIT. Yeah. Is it has, fast? Has made well. Yes. MIT's robotic cheetah taught itself how to run and set a new speed record in the process. AI-powered simulations let the robot learn all by itself how to efficiently move on all types of terrain. So, um, if you think you're going to be able to outrun the walking little robot police dog, no. These things run as fast as cheetahs. So, this AI... uh, at MIT taught this robot how to run and how to run extremely fast and move faster than the robot has ever moved before. There you go. Yeah. This AI, not only, so it didn't just help it to learn. It helped it learn through trial and error. Um, this robotic uh, cheetah learned by trial and error and modified its movements and behavior uh, whenever it was put onto new terrain, so something, so going from like concrete to gravel to grass, um, it was able to learn. Okay, I've got to alter my movements this way. Um, there's even video here in the article of this thing. It's falling down, gets back up, and it learns. Um, I mean, the thing can like spin around in place like a dog. It's weird. Even mm-hmm. set. I mean, it did set a speed record for the fastest um, fastest speed recorded. I think for just a uh, a robotic creation yep so that's you know oh, a little over 8.7 miles an hour is faster than the average human can run that ain't as fast as a cheetah no i mean cheetahs are 70 miles an hour i mean come on yeah it's a little little disingenuous call this thing a cheetah compared to us though oh i mean that compared to us and it is four-legged it is four legged. It's built cheetahs of okay. So the way of deer, the way it is built, it is built to look like a cheetah. If it had a head and a neck on it, it would look more like a cheetah than it would 
like Man, a dog. Look, no, no fucking cheetah I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, got no head. I, I said, no what did I just say? I know, but Air. it's not, it's not, it's not articulated like anyway, a cheetah either. Dog, what? Stop, stop the contrarian. And plus, this is this is just the base. Yeah. Uh, this is the base model. Everything else that they're going to add on comes later. Right now, the important thing is that this thing actually was able to teach itself how to run at fast speeds on several different types of terrain. Mm-hmm. Like this thing was able to realize I can't use the same method for running on concrete when I'm now in a giant pile of rocks or sand <clears throat> or able, whatever. Right. Right. It's able to sit down to recalculate and learn. Right. So this whole, I mean, and it's not just teaching, you know, it's not just about teaching robots to run, you know, this whole AI learning process for, uh, for robots can, you know, can be used all over the place. What they, they, in the in an article, they say robot hands could be quickly taught to safely handle thousands of different objects. They'd never physically touched before. Right. Autonomous drones could be taught to, uh, how to fly in inclement weather through simulations instead of sending them out in the real thing. So, I mean, I guess, you know, in the world of robots, this is in the world of robots, this is a good thing. But I mean, yeah, this is another step towards man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. Yeah. When you're on the other end of this cheetah or that drone. Right. Or that hand. Right. For that matter. (laughs) Right. When you're being handled safely, if you're the object that's being handled safely by the robot hands, you know. Yeah, it's going it, it, to learn the quickest way to either crush your windpipe or which vertebrae it needs to crack first. Right. It's closer to that one Black Mirror episode where those people break into the warehouse and the 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 sentry drones are sent after them and mm. eventually and that, kill them all. What's that about? Yeah, another another Black Mirror episode just gets its own real life. Yeah, but yeah, it's almost like they script these things out, and then it happens. Almost. Don't forget these things. These could also have like LRAD technology at some point. That's I've heard rumors of that. Oh, I'm sure they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna give them all the things. Just all the things plus the little, probably little uh, drones that go along with it. You know, can detach and fly reconnaissance for this thing that's running on the ground. Good lord. Well, yeah, like I said before, this is this doesn't look anything like a cheetah. No, that's because they're just starting from the ground up, trying to teach it how Mm -hmm. to move. And then they're going to teach it how to move when they put all the extra weight on. And then they're going to teach it how to run after you. That's right. Right. How to run after you and shoot while it's doing it. <laughs> yes. So and how to curve of, the bullets. Speaking of AI. Sideways. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> how to curve the bullets around the curvature using using the uh, Coriolis effect, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So speaking of AI doing things quickly. Uh, an AI invents 40,000 chemical weapons in only six hours. This was a thought experiment gone awry. Uh, a thought experiment was aimed at pointing out the danger of misusing artificial intelligence. A drug developing artificial intelligence needed just six hours to come up with 40,000 potentially deadly chemical weapons. A fresh study has revealed a fresh study, a fresh study. Authors of the paper published in Nature Machine Intelligence. What? Nature Na- Machine Intelligence? Yeah. Like, Grognak, look that up, please. Nature Machine Intelligence. Look look who founded it. Yeah. 
said they'd carried out the thought experiment to figure out if artificial intelligence could be misused by evil actors. Oh, oh just to see. <laughs> misused. <laughs> to right. see if, yeah, it could see, just, just check, just check in to see if they could be misused. All right. And the results their work produced have proven that the danger is real. As part of the study, the usual data was given to the AI, but it was programmed to process it in a different way, looking for toxic combinations. In less than six hours after starting it on our in-house server, our model generated 40,000 molecules that scored within our desired threshold, the paper said. It came up with not just the VX compound, which is one of the most dangerous nerve agents ever created, but also with some unknown molecules predicted to be more toxic. This computer made things that are even more killy than the killy thing that we have. That is even more deadly than the more deadliest thing. Look at these fucking red these suits these guys have. They look one like of this, one of the first things that comes up when I search for this is like boycotts against it. Right. Like John Connor shit. Right, but look at look at the, like that's red looks sus. Like serious, these look like Among Us people. Well, yeah. Like literally look like the Among Us, like the the giant thing in the front. So it needed it needed only six hours. Did it raid some like government database of stuff that's already in existence? Mm, this was unexpected because the data sets we use for training the AI did not include these nerve agents. Oh, it came up. So they say. Oh. Right. The findings were so alarming that the team had serious doubts about even making them public. Fabio Urbina, the lead author of the study, told The Verge, the data set they used on the AI could be downloaded for free. No, I am not going to do a voice. It's Fabio Urbina. <laughs> <laughs> not? <laughs> <laughs> and sure. they worry that all it takes is some coding knowledge to turn a good AI into a chemical weapon-making machine, Urbina pointed out. Like, come on. Fabio Rubina, the UNC Department of Cell Biology and Physiology mm -hmm. at 111 Mason Farm Road. Hmm. Wow. What a strange coincidence set of numbers. Mm. Yeah, the, oh, that's funny. So the AI's name, as far as I can tell, is called Megasyn. That's Mega and then S-Y-N. Whoa. Hmm. Yeah, so uh, Megasyn was originally built to generate drug candidates with the lowest toxicity for patients. Um, so hmm. what they're doing, okay, yeah, machine learning software Megasyn uh, to generate uh, Alzheimer's inhibitors. Huh, isn't that how it always works, or how it always starts? He retrained the model using data to drive the software towards generating lethal compounds like nerve gas and flipped the code so it ranked its output from high to low toxicity. Just to see what would happen. Why Just would you want to hand this sort of thing over Just to... for lulls. Uh, yeah, just uh, literally what... <laughs> now, we if you hold on. With the fact and from the actual paper, I have, the, I have their paper. Time. I have their paper pulled up, right? The dual use of artificial intelligence-powered drug discovery. Here's their paper. Yay. And... Our drug discovery company received an invitation to contribute a presentation on how AI technologies for drug discovery could be potentially misused. The thought had never previously struck us. We were vaguely aware of security concerns around work with pathogens or toxic chemicals, but that did not relate to us. We primarily operate in a virtual setting. 
Our work is rooted in building machine learning models for therapeutic and toxic targets to better assist the design of new molecules for drug discovery. Okay. Like, so you must have a good bit of knowledge of like what would kill people. Yeah. Toxic what? targets. That's right there. So, yeah. So literally all you had to do is the opposite of what your company did. Oh, come on. Well, yeah. And he's showing here. I mean, <clears throat> he even admits, and this should be obvious to anybody. Um, you know, if he's talking specifically about like Alzheimer's inhibitors, uh, mm -hmm. it's got a, a actual scientific term, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Um, but if you, if you inhibit these medicines just a little bit, you can keep somebody alive. But if, uh, but if you change the dosage by a lot, you can kill somebody. So, look, I get that you have to think about these things. Dosage is very important, sure. But, wow, this guy, these guys seemed very, uh, well, too interested in this. And there's no way that you can tell me that these guys had no idea what they were doing or that they were just doing this for lols. Right, well, right. They, they, they go on to say that they did not physically synthesize any of the molecules, but with a global array of hundreds of commercial companies offering chemical synthesis, that is not necessarily a very big step. And the area is poorly regulated. Mm. Shocking. As right. if that would stop anything. No, oh, you know, regulatory it's, it's bodies It's only. regulated for regular people, but that's it. Uh, yeah. they, they had a human in the loop with a firm moral and ethical don't go there voice to intervene. How, 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 how much more comforted are you considering the state of people's morals and ethics these days that they had a don't go there voice to intervene? Hmm. Was they actually used the term Mark Zuckerberg? Hold on. Was the term don't go there voice actually used? Where is that? Which article is that in? It's the, it's the paper. So it's, it's in the it's in the paper. Uh, which section? I want to see. Uh, it's it's like uh, it's it's after the chart. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Importantly, we had a human in the loop with a firm moral and ethical "don't go there" voice to intervene. Oh my god! Yeah, but don't what if the there. human were removed or replaced with a bad actor? With current breakthroughs and in research into autonomous autonomous synthesis, a complete design make test cycle applicable to not only making drugs but toxins is within reach. Our proof of concept thus highlights how a non-human autonomous creator of a deadly chemical weapon is entirely feasible. <laughs> the, the, the AI is like, I would like to make anthrax Ebola fentanyl. <laughs> and there's a human that's like, uh, no, no, don't go there. Don't go. Yeah, don't the go AI there. Don't just go there. Anyway. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the thing called again? Uh, retro, retro sin? I want to make PCP AIDS. For oh you to snort. No, don't do that. Don't, don't um, go there. Guys, you, you realize this is the uh, Swiss Federal Institute for Nuclear and Biological and Chemical Protection, right? That Wow. That got into no, this. but that's not shocking. Yeah. Just, yeah. Where's the Jesuit money? That, right. The Jesuit money. The Spies Laboratory. S-P-I-E-Z. That's where this came up with. So the, uh, in, during this conference, which meets every two years in Switzerland, obviously. Um, that's where this drug company even was brought up. This whole thing was brought up. Uh, this, this part of the paper is a, a little bit... It, it offers some disturbing things to think about. 
Where? Uh, discussion of societal impacts of AI has principally focused on aspects such as safety, privacy, discrimination, and political criminal misuse, but not on national and international security. When we think mm. of drug discovery, we normally do not consider technology misuse potential because they're not trained to consider it. It's not even required for machine learning research. But you can <laughs> <laughs> so they're like so so that so what these people that develop AIs and everything, like it doesn't even dawn on them that there could be any um ethical mis misuse of it. It's like, well, what can we do next? Again, and they just the Jeff Goldblum. They were so excited about the right. fact that they could do well, it. They didn't stop to think about whether or not they should do it. Yeah, well, it's all, the, that's the, the whole the point CEO of the ethics from, of this thing. Also, the CEO from the Android, uh, the sexual Android movie, the Ex Machina. Ex, oh, yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but like, well, like he, he's just like, I, I, I want to make a real, I want to make a, a, a sex robot that's my girlfriend. Well, and I think especially for the people who are down down at the the base level who are actually doing this work, I think that there is a I think that they are in some ways innocent. They're they're just like you said Johnny, they're so excited to figure out if they could do something. Um they're not thinking about all of these ethical implications on the other side of the spectrum. The people who are thinking about it are the space laboratory, the Swiss government, the U S government, um, <clears throat> all of these, all of these big wigs who see it, um, which they already know all of this stuff, this AI generating 40,000 uh, deadly compounds. I wonder how many of these 40,000 have already been created in the last 30 years. Right. I mean, I'm, how many of them are already registered at the CDC? Right. You know, seriously, like, the CDC stuff. is for is for drugs and bioweapons. What the Vatican is for history. Well, yeah, these, definitely. These the FDA, two sentences right here. Uh, by going as close as we dared, we have still crossed a gray moral boundary, demonstrating that it is possible to design virtual potential toxic chemicals without much in the way of effort time or computational resources we can easily erase the thousands of molecules we created but we cannot delete the knowledge of how to recreate them right so basically what they did is they came up with like the anarchist cookbook for poisons if the information's there i mean i'm not saying we we're gonna you know we're gonna do it but like you know somebody could do it like you know here's forty thousand different ways you could do it it's almost like when they say that they do the human pig chimeras up on the ISS and uh, they don't bring them to term, you know, because that would be unethical. You know, but they they um, can they can definitely do the thing, right? But they don't bring them to no. term. They just, they don't, yeah, they, they abort them, right? Yeah, that's they, even they better. They abort them and they, they vivisect them and, you know, use the cells to give you whatever L'Oreal face cream from Korea. Right, That's but that's, yeah, because that's better than than, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's better than not. I don't know. Like, like rubbing your face with pig nephilim genes <sighs> is way more wow. ethical. All right, than creating an entirely new chimera species. Rubbing your face with pig nephilim cream. Hmm. All right. Well, I wonder uh, if I, know, I wonder where that falls in the Hague ethical guidelines. I, I'm. 
I'm wondering how long until Reinhardt, you know, slaps a label on that sucker. <laughs> Eight Mountain. <laughs> Coming straight from Eight Mountain. What? You think it'll sell better than Gamer Girl Bathwater? Uh no. Uh well I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. that wasn't a girl that was selling that bath yeah, that water. Wasn't, that was not a girl. Yeah. yeah. No. You bought water that was on somebody's bowls. It's Nico Avocado's boyfriend. Oh, was it? Is it? No. No. Oh. No. God, did you hear about the thing of speaking yeah. of Nico Avocado? <laughs> he had to have a video a video subpoenaed into court because the woman next door was getting strangled. While he was hear doing one of his mukbang videos, video. yeah, you could hear the screams in the video, and like in court, you have to hear Nicado Avocado mukbang, like doing a mukbang and being a fat ass. <laughs> so gross. I wish I never knew what that word meant. Imagine going that... to imagine going to law school, and that's yeah. where you end up. Did he have a law degree? No, no. I mean, I'm uh, like the oh. lawyers that have to use that evidence. Oh, 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 oh yeah. They have and to sit where you there end and up. sift you're in the, through that. You're, yeah, you're the you're the public defender that's got to sit there and like <laughs> use that as evidence. You're like four hundred grand in debt for the rest of your life, oh, and you're God. sitting there listening to Nico Avocado. <laughs> uh, eating justice. Like a, eating like a chicken nuggets mukbang. And talking about gay sex. A hot chili ramen. So gross. I that whole, the whole concept of that thing. No. The whole concept of that thing is, is just disturbing. Anyways, I don't even think. Like, is that a way to justify fat people eating in general? Well, it, it came out of Asia and it, it came was out of like Korea. Like, yeah, yeah, it was originally like skinny kids doing it. Yeah, they I remember. Like, I, I remember seeing somebody watching something like that as a joke in the break room like four years ago. And it was like a Korean kid just crushing food with, with a weird sort of fisheye lens, you know, like it. Yeah. Like it distorted the, the food sort of like made it. Yeah. Like it it looked like it was right in front of you. And and they, and I, I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's huge in Asia. I'm like, well, is it? I'm out. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not <laughs> watching this. See it. Yeah. See I it. have it on good authority from a friend who lived in Korea for the past like nine or 10 years that that country has become kind of like how Switzerland is, is the head of everything that's just evil and Jewish. Like Korea is quickly becoming like that. Well, you've heard the theory that North Korea being like the dark off the map state. It's really just the uh, like the Western or Eastern headquarters. It's possible, but I would I would rather say it's it's probably in Seoul, South Korea. You think so? I think so. I think South Korea is far more of a den of evil than North Korea. (laughs) Because really, what what do we even know about North Korea? Like nothing, because like they don't have electricity. So they tell us. I mean, it could it could just be a quarantine state that's there specifically for the gay op of North Korea to exist. Sure, it could be that as well. Also. Also, could be full like really cool Tartarian stuff. That too. I mean, they're full. It's apparently full of entire cities that have been completely abandoned because they lost or they uh, ran out of money. So if huh. if those have all been supposedly completely abandoned, I wonder what else is out there. Hmm. Well, aren't those the cities like the cities in China that are uh, set up for like white 
you know, the smart white people to run away to. Right. All those fantastical buildings, like Victorian era buildings. Yeah. Those are set up for what? For the the white Jusha. White Ju Chang. Ju Chang. Juche. Juche. Oh, so corny. Juche. Oh, I, I remember that meme. Sounds like a Juche. sounds like a drink you get at a Cuban bar. A juche Cuban yeah. bar. I don't know. What's the what's the Japanese um what's the Japanese alcoholic like? Or actually no, it's soju. Soju, yeah, it does. That's a so it's a Korean thing. Chuhai. Chuhai. Oh Chuhai. Okay. I was thinking yeah, soju. Juche Chuhai. Juche, hey Chuhai, whatever. Same thing. Do you know what a Rothko is? Rothko? Is that like yeah. the is that like like uh like this SoCal way to talk about the Rothschilds? Sure. No, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, supposedly a real artist, but painted giant rectangles of color. Okay. Uh, apparently, they found a Rothko that is yellow and blue. Isn't that weird? Huh. Okay. Is he dead? He's been way dead okay. for a long time. Okay. But they keep. But but for some reason, paintings of his. Keep popping up like Tupac albums. Keep, keep popping up. Yeah, and this oh, one sold what? for forty six point five million dollars. Oh my oh, god! More auction, proof, of course. More proof that the art industry is just money laundering. If you look at the two, uh, if you look at the two people holding the painting, look at the guy on the left. <laughs> they look like Jew soy soy boys. Right. Uh, oh my God! Oh, that one on the left. How far back is it? Yeah, that one on the left is. Oh boy! Real stereotypical there. Oh, Abram. The one on the right's a little bit of a pudgy boy. It's like Seth Rogen. He's like a little bit bald, like yeah. a balding Seth Rogen on the right. Yeah. And then the other it's one probably, is probably probably like one quarter Caucasian in there. You know. Sure. Yeah. Mark Rothko. Never heard of him. Never heard. Yeah, of him, he was. Yeah. He was one of those artists my dad hated when I was younger. Same with like Jackson Pollock, guys that had no talent that for some reason became super famous for right, like non-representational artwork. Oh, um, he's yeah. Oh, his father, his father's name. So Mark Rothko was born in Latvia. His father's name was Yakov Rothkowitz. Oh, so there you go. It was a pharmacist and intellectual. There you go. Oh, pharmacist children with a secular and political upbringing. There you go. There you have it. Doesn't take much. One layer. <laughs> oh, Rothko studied the Talmud from the age of five. There you go. Yep. yep. And, there, and there you have it. It's about right. So this, so this painting is what owed to Kazaria. Perhaps I. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like. There's no way to know if he did it or not. There's nothing about yeah. there's there's nothing about a Rothko painting that denotes a particular style or technique. Um, it, right. You, this you could, could have been just done bust by one out and say, "This is him." Yeah. Right. It's it's just rectangles of color. Mm. This could literally have been done by a fifth grader. Or, it, the, or I mean, I, to me, the same thing could be said about Jackson Pollock. But oh, sure. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, all he did was splatter paint. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, he's he's probably the worst offender. 
I, I also don't like Jean Moreau. M I R O, like real, real terrible shit. Mm, I, I, don't, I don't think any of us really I don't have. Know, I don't know who that is. Any favorite you, or least it, favorite artist? Well, if you saw oh, some of this stuff, right? Like it, you'd you'd be like, oh yes, I, I so and so has a print of that hanging in their fucking apartment, kind of stuff. That's hmm. no, one of those. But mm. Rothko is Rothko to me is like peak shit art. It, it just okay. it just it just doesn't shock me that a a a a giant yellow and blue one appears out and uh, a new challenger appears. Well, it's right, a, for, right. For, or the fake and gay painting. <laughs> well, not just that, but like for fake and gay uh, propaganda, you know. Right, it's getting that blue and yellow programmed into your brain. This will re- yeah, this will probably revitalize some sort of arts revival thing or something. Who knows? I saw a guy today wearing a Ghost of Kiev t-shirt. I shit you not. Oh, my God. Oh, was I, it I, on the internet or in real life? In real life. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <sighs> that is we, like they, that There's is this sad. little part of you that wants to go, go up to someone like this and be like, you know that's a total fucking lie, right? That there's no, there's no like phantom jet fighter guy who's going around shooting down Russian planes that, that that didn't really happen that they had admitted like a week later that that wasn't real mm-hmm. you want to do that but then but then, then like, you have the to, point you gotta yeah, finish your then, shopping but you, yeah. you have no idea what kind of libtard shitstorm you're gonna set off after that right, right? Yeah. You, you don't know what sort of reing is gonna happen if they're gonna you know scream about you not wearing a mask yeah who knows you know speaking of uh foreign gay ops especially those involving planes did you guys see the video of the uh the chinese oh my god plane that crashed oh my god the plane that just fell out of the sky yeah just just fell straight down out of the sky boeing 737 i think it was 132 people on board supposedly all died yep done gone Boom. Like, like you guys have seen this video, right? Yeah, it's literally the video is what's well, right here, right? It's right. It literally, I don't know. It just falls. I'm just going to play down. this. I'm going to play this uh, Newsmax clip. It's a minute and something. Let's see what happens. I just want to update you on some breaking news. Uh, very difficult images to look at here on your screen, but take a look at this. That is a Boeing 737 China Eastern Airlines uh, crashing um, just west of Hong Kong in the mountains of the Ganji province. 132 people were on board. All are presumed dead this morning. A commercial uh, plane um, in China taking Why? off okay, uh, so- not long after takeoff uh it it crashed and you can see that trajectory right there uh, straight to the ground um which would be incredibly unusual uh chinese aviation okay so literally perpendicular to the ground straight down boom usually when a plane crashes it's like a belly flop you know there's some skidding if it crashes into a mountain at least it's the bottom of the plane no this is like straight down actually almost inverted yeah, according to early data, apparently the plane started going down at a very high speed, and then it leveled out, 
and then it just started falling again. This whole this whole descent took less than two minutes. Hmm. Apparently, I don't know how high it was. I mean, I assume thirty thousand plus feet. Right. Um. I don't it know. Said the, from 10, the video just feet. seems very off. But it said from ten thousand feet. Ten thousand. Okay. Yeah. Even so, all right. I mean, like the the video, the plane is basically going straight at the earth, but kind of angled. So like it's would land more you know, on the top of the plane. You know what I mean? It's like upside down almost. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. And then what's the, the video of the, uh, the plane crash it appears to be two sites. If you see that, like it's like, unless they're getting a different view of the same site, but anyway, yeah, what is what's the take? What is the take on this? Like, uh, who was on board? Remember the last time a plane crashed? It was um, right before COVID, right? And it was all the scientists who were on board. Uh, was it did get ended up giving Bill Gates like sole sole ownership of something, something like that? Do you guys remember that story? Uh, vaguely, I also remember um, Malaysia flight uh, disappearing in the black hole. Mm-hmm. Well, the Malaysian flight, supposedly the the uh, transfer of the gold that was heisted from 9-11. That's part of the theory. But. So according to news outlets, uh, none, none of those on board have been officially named. Um, black box has not been discovered. Mm-hmm. Uh, parts of the wreckage have been found, along with charred belongings of passengers, including wallets, IDs, and uh, yeah, personal bags. A few theories. There's structural failure. Um, technical faults, pilot suicide or error. I don't, I don't know about that, but okay. Um, pilot suicide. Mid-air, wow. Mid-air collision. Um, people believe that the plane could have collided with a military aircraft or even a quote rogue missile. Hmm. He said rogue that such planes missile. don't have transponders like civilian aircraft. A rogue missile. I don't know. Uh, weather event or an onboard explosion are also being considered. Hmm. I don't think we're going to find. I don't think, I don't think we're going to find anything. Nope. We're not uh, going to know who was on board. Uh, some people have theorized that uh, Ukrainian officials, like a Ukrainian ambassador or somebody, was on there, but I don't. I was never able to confirm that. There, are, there are a couple. There are a couple Russians on there, and there's and the China. There are a couple Chinese dudes on there, and they were really like concerned that they were going to do a terrorism. And they said, let's roll in Chinese and attack them. And the plane went down. Oh, boy. Just like on Flight 93. Grognak, look up uh, let's roll in Chinese. <laughs> let's see. What did you just put in here, Grognak, on the plane name? What was that about the plane name? And the 737 and 132 are important. They come with the main highlight of anything. I don't. Yeah, I'm just noticing patterns when I try to look this up. Everything mentions the plane model and the amount of people dead. Like, it's it's the most important thing. So, I don't know. Well, I've been seeing, I've been seeing 133 as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's about 737, so they're going to mention. Sure what it is the the pictures are just like a piece of like 
the side of the plane and they're like look it's really what the plane looks like it's a very fake looking yeah that is yeah very you, fake you're just picture. seeing scattered pieces just like here oh here's the tail again oh, like here's part of the fuselage like shanksburg you right. saw barely anything at all right let's see what this clip is let's see the other clip that can we do the bit here I don't want to subscribe to this. What? Huh. No. <laughs> no. What are you doing? The damn Chinese trying to get you to subscribe. Right. Yeah, like I said, though, I don't think we're going to learn anything. Okay, here An go. airliner here go, here is seen falling out of the sky in China, crashing into a mountainous area and sparking a forest fire. 123 passengers and nine crew members were on board the China Eastern flight when controllers lost contact early today. The airline is confirming fatalities. Some media reports say there were no survivors. The Boeing 737 was on its way to a city in the southern portion of China when radar showed it went into a steep descent. It was not one of the MAX jets, which was grounded globally after two deadly crashes. It is not yet known what caused the crash. There you go. Yeah, I don't think we're going to learn the cause. Nope. Honestly, can't rule out anything. I mean, it's interesting. They brought up a rogue rogue missile. Right. Could be a or, rogue missile from where? Right. Well, rogue didn't, missile over the middle of China. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Russians shoot down a uh, an airliner during the Winter Olympics when they took the Crimea? I vaguely remember something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, so what, what, are is, the, what, are the, what is the official narrative on the plane crashing? Just, there I, isn't I, one. I'm, I'm, that I'm was it. Here. No, that was that, it. That's there, it? You just heard it. The official narrative that's is it? they have nothing. Is that it just crashed? We don't know. Yeah. There's no black box that's been found. We don't know what caused it. How, you know, right. who was on board. Nothing. Nothing. They, they say there are fatalities. The end. Yeah, that is it. Everybody that, died. Yep. The end. Nothing to see. Nothing to see here. And because it happened in China, I mean, there we're not yeah. going to learn anything. <laughs> right. I mean, it doesn't matter if it was totally inconsequential. We wouldn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. If if nothing fake and gay actually happened, and this was just a malfunction, or even if the pilot was depressed, it is China, mm-hmm. and crashed the plane <laughs> to kill himself and killed with everybody no on board, we still wouldn't know. He crashed the plane with no survivors. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's probably part these, of his plan. This airplane can hold uh, a lot more passengers normally. This is sure. 85 to 215 normally. Okay. So it was about two thirds of the way full. Yeah. I mean, that's Isn't that the same thing as the 911 planes. Weren't they 33% no, full? The 911 planes weird. were like, yeah, they were like 33% full. This is more like 67% full. I don't know. Um, sure. I mean, there's probably some sort of gay op involved here. I mean, if in fact the plane even crashed. I mean, there's, you know, video of, of a forest fire in supposedly China. Yeah. I mean, you see the video of the plane heading straight down and then you right. just see it cut to various images and video of fire. 
which reminds me a whole lot of, oh, they're coming around here. They're going to be landing pretty soon. Oh, oh, they're crashing, they're crashing. Oh, the humanity. Right. Like the Hindenburg, like, remember that? Like, it was so quiet, and they're coming, they're coming around a little bit to the east, and they're going to be docking uh, a little bit further north. And, like, it was like almost like a golf announcer. Like, Pat Summerall was there. But uh, it, it just seems fake. Because, like, they went from, they have video. Strangely enough, they have video of the plane crashing, right, in the forest. And, you know, you know just somebody happened to be out there in the forest of China taking video. Well, I mean. They got lucky. Wouldn't you be? I no? mean, they were lucky. Maybe they, they reminds me of that French film crew that got lucky and caught the uh, the first flight. You know, the one shot. The guys that were filming the uh, the rookie fireman on his first week on the fire department, remember? But now everybody has cell phones, brother. Yeah, you no, know, I, so I everybody's know. everybody's in their own personal movie. So they're doing movie things. When you're going up to the Buddhist temple in the middle of the forest in China, in the middle of the mountains, aren't you taking a video of every single plane that goes by just in case? I Just in case. Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. Every time I hear a plane, I get my son, get my camera, go right outside. You're going to be doing that a lot in some places. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm outside a lot here. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> or not. in the sky. I just, you know, very coincidental that they caught it on, on video again, as usual. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, it's It's got to be fake in more ways than one. Yeah. And remember, they always release exactly what they want to whatever they release to the tv is exactly what they want out there and for you to see and right now all right. they want you to see is this thing heading straight down right and they're grounding all 737 flights because of this and that does that affect a lot of american flights i don't care uh for like a for like a few days okay. they're not grounding them for very long okay uh, that this 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 always seems to keep happening to boeing by the way yeah well you <laughs> know if only <clears throat> If only the Chinese mountains had the that bird netting too, for suicides. Right. Just put just put nets all all across the mountains in China. Mm-hmm. We'd have everybody be you know safe that way. Giant um, trampoline. <laughs> I don't know, man. That just seems really good. because again, it seems really fake because of course China has their state-run media, right? And, uh, right. Normally, anything anything you see on the news here is exactly what they want you to see. Even more so in China. Right. Well, no. Here we have. Yeah. A, I mean, we have a media run state. This video I just I believe posted that's shows line. like thirty guys get packed into a vehicle like a clown car. It's really funny, oh, and then it shows them driving to the site. That's that's your news from China. Yeah, thirty guys in clown in a clown car. And in China, too, what you see on the news is probably based on your social credit system, too. Oh, yeah. Seeing seeing the different levels of the news. Yeah, you got to have. Yeah. If you have the the good social credits, you know. Yeah. Yes. You won't be able to know everything if you you don't have the good social credit score. Right. Anyway. News channel specifically, you must have credit score of 720 or above to watch. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Moving on. Still, still fake, still gay. Actually, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. Honestly, 
Ah, lone scum. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's one of my favorite lines of his. But uh, Lone Scum, uh, he reveals his details about his upcoming Master Plan Part 3. Ooh. There's a lot of speculation going on about what that is. What is his Master Plan? What is this whole Master Plan thing? This has to do with, like, Tesla. back. Well, no, uh, clearly. Uh, no, they're in. Oh, didn't I give you guys the update? Him and Grimes and Chelsea Manning are in a uh, polyamorous thruple. Now, there you go. A word I never thought go. I'd ever have to use ever. Well, you got your male, you got your androgyne. They need the female in there somewhere, right? Or to be like a perfect occult thruple. So he didn't call it Tesla's master plan. Last time in the master plan part due didn't have Tesla in the title, obviously due to uh, him being involved in SpaceX and the boring company and whatever (laughs) the boring company. I still think that's, that's kind of funny that the, it's what they do. They dig tunnels, the boring, they bore tunnels. Ha ha. Anyway, um, yeah, who's this Dr. Jack guy? I don't know. He's he's some YouTuber, um, but he did, uh, Musk did respond uh, to a tweet. So this guy mentioned uh, Master Plan 3, um, and he was, I guess, just talking about it in regards to Tesla. Um, and Musk said that Master Plan Part 3 will involve some Tesla subjects uh, scaling to extreme size, which is needed to shift humanity away from fossil fuels and AI. Or away from fossil fuels, comma, and AI. So he said it also mentioned um, his plan also includes sections related to SpaceX, the boring company, but didn't really mention anything about Neuralink or Tesla bot or anything else. So... Right. I don't know. We will see. I'm surprised, honestly, that he hasn't let Tesla go. Really? I don't know. It it just seems to be... I, I honestly wonder how much money he's even making. I don't think it matters. I, well, you're right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's got two clones to pay for now. <laughs> True. And also, like, to get people into a vehicle that only has, like, a 275-mile range. Well, I think probably Tesla exists just for the laundering of the lithium industry. <laughs> to be laundering honest, laundering of the lithium industry. Hmm. Hmm. Or not laundering support. I can't talk. I finished my coffee long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, support uh, of the lithium industry. The laundering of the lithium industry. Write that one down too, Grognak. S- supported by whores and farmers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anybody's supporting the lithium industry, it's not them. No? They I mean, don't you have could make the case for whores. They don't have rechargeable batteries? No, that's true. John, John, did I show you the Bloomberg opinion uh, clickbait headline? Uh, there's so many. Oh, wait, the one, yeah, that one that, that was going around quite a bit. The one where it says, yeah. um, tighten up your belts. That's, yeah, where is it? Well, yeah, no, I know. Inflation, inflation yeah. stings most. 
If you earn less than $300,000, here's how to deal. You take the bus, you don't buy in bulk, you try lentils instead of meat. Nobody said this would be fun. Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. Inflation stings most. Let your your pet starve. Further in the article. Yeah, that's been going. That's been going around over the past few days. People have been making videos about that like crazy. Yeah. The fact that the fact that they say that inflation stings most if you make under three hundred k. That is literally ninety five percent of the people in the United States of America. In the world. Well, in the world, yeah. But we're talking about they're talking about here. I'm talking about inflation yeah. here. That's ninety five percent of the population makes less than that here. So basically it's gonna sting for everybody. Take the bus. Take the bus. Public transportation. Nobody it, said it would be easy. Now don't, shut up. And don't, eat your don't, nobody buy, said it would be fun. Right. Oh, fun, fun. excuse me. Nobody said this would be fun. Don't buy in bulk. So don't stock up. So don't be prepared. Don't eat meat. Right. And don't. Oh, yeah. Try lentils instead of meat. You know that like lentils are one of the hardest dried beans to to get now because there's like some sort of lentil shortage. So them even say even them even. Right. Even saying that is like shitty because like you can't even get lentils right now. I'm sure somebody's going to well actually me and be like, I'm here at my Aldi and there's a whole case of them right here. Okay, cool. Good for you. But it's it's like that. I've been reading the um, the Ice Age Farmer stuff for a very long time. Um, the food shortage situation is not fake and it is not gay. It is real. This is coming. People don't see it. Uh, the way that the gas prices went, they blamed Putin. You know, Putin's gas hike. Putin's gas hike. It's Putin's gas hike. It's Putin's gas price rate. You know, hike. Everything's Putin's fault. It's all Putin's fault. We buy less than 8% of our oil from Russia. It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, the fact of the matter is this has been coming for a long time. Right. Right. And it's getting steadily worse and now it's it's ramping up. Mm, it's it, it is. It's ramping up. You can see it more and more and more in more different places. Um the thing with with Ukraine is there is going to be a uh, a world fer- fertilizer shortage. Okay? The World Ec- Economic Forum is warning about fertilizer shortages like and food shortages that they go hand in hand so uh you know that's why they're pushing for these sustainable diets like eat the bugs eat but, the bugs and you know buy anything that comes out of uh, land owned by bill gates or any of his buddies right and don't, yeah don't forget again again a guy that doesn't matter you know bill gates not important non-factor bill gates uh is the, all the farmland uh I, and the state I was banks literally Yeah, is the largest own now the largest owner of farmland in North America and also owns several lines of trains with which to move the product. He got he got him from Warren Buffett, right? You know, the philanthropist billionaire, another philanthropist, we would call an oligarch if they lived in Russia. But, yeah, um, that's yeah, such so a don't... such a such a powerful word, isn't it? But oligarch, oligarch. Yeah. yeah, it sounds so like terrible. So, it has such like, nobody, meaning. Nobody knows what it means, but it sounds worse than monarch. Well, so they do. Like, they oligarch. know. They know, and it means like rich, powerful person who like really runs the government behind the scenes. That's pretty much the standard 
right? Standard um, definition, the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they would definitely be called oligarchs. But anyways, yeah, Bill Gates, you know, Bill Gates is buying up all this farmland. Um, the vaccines, you know, he's the vaccine guy also. All these things, you know, the World Economic Forum, these people that don't actually do anything. You know, they don't actually do anything. They don't actually set any policies. They don't set any dictates. They just, you know, they just say things. And They're every... not in Congress writing and passing bills. No, 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 no. Just everybody's third grade class is doing, you know, CRT and, and um, uh, climate change stuff, though. Yeah, no big deal. Just yeah, race-based discipline. Mm-hmm. Nobody said this would be fun. Right? No, no, we didn't say it would be fun. You want to know how not fun it's going to be? Uh, how not fun is it going to be? I mean, lentils suck. Yeah, but lentils are actually good, dude. Actually, I like lentil soup. I mean, you have to put like you, you have to put pork in it, obviously. But yes, meat and lentils. Yes, I mean, even if it's just bones, like a little bit of pork bone, I, I save all the bones from all my like pork pre cooked pork uh, uncooked pork products. Save the bones, whatever. Um, use them for seasoning stuff, just in case a Jew shows up. Sorry, dude, you can't eat this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry, I it. forgot. I threw like six bones in there. Yeah, sorry, you can't have this. It, it's lobster bisque. Yeah, go away. Um, no, but check this out. Washington schools adopt race-based discipline. White students to get harsher punishment. <laughs> no shock. This is in Tacoma, Washington. Right. Or a, Lakewood, right a, outside. A Tacoma. Washington school board butted heads over a new student discipline policy that considers a student's race before deciding on a punishment. The Clover Park School District deci- debated its new culturally responsive student discipline policy. It means student discipline would not be consistent based on conduct. Instead, a school considers a student's race and background. It would likely offer harsher punishments to white students, even if the conduct is identical to that of a black or Hispanic student. The disparate treatment is championed in the name of inclusion, but it's not just a Clover Park school district controversy. This culturally responsive policy impacts every Washington school district after Democrats passed a law institutionalizing CRT in student discipline. The district is majority minority. If you're a majority minority, are you still a minority? Like, right. What? If you're a majority minority, Right? Are they still a minority? Uh, no, not if you're white. That's what I'm. No, if they are a, if if wherever you are is majority minority, then that minority is not a minority. No, no, yeah, that's like using double speak. Um, oh my god! According to the policy, well, disruptive students may face exclusionary as well as positive and supportive forms of discipline. Right. So but focus the, to help them niggas. Right. Well, it, it's funny. It's funny that Reinhardt said, "Of course, this is happening in the state of Washington, but in the incredibly based Lone Star State, they're also having gay pride parades in the halls of elementary schools." So, like, it, this is not. This is not a. It, it doesn't matter what state you think you're in. They're pushing this kind of shit on that, like hardcore, on and at all the public schools. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the only solution is to get out of the public school system. While they still let you. Yeah, while they still let you and you know before homeschooling becomes something that uh the ATF shows up for. 
they make it so hard for you to get the ability to homeschool your kid that you're left with no choice until that's practically just illegal. I know, I know people uh, already that are actually doing the thing. They pulled their kids out. Uh, several families in their local area pulled their kids out of public school and are paying a couple of local teachers um, who also quit the school system to teach their kids in a group setting. Uh, which I think is awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So this, to make student discipline outcomes more, quote, equitable, mm-hmm. the policy must be must meet individual student needs in a culturally responsive manner via culturally responsive discipline. Culturally responsive discipline. Wow. So are they going to whip the black students just once? <laughs> Oh my God, this is terrible. So, state officially defines culturally responsive as quote knowledge of student uh, student cultural histories and contexts, as well as family norms and values in different cultures, knowledge and skills in accessing community resources and community and parent outreach, and skills in adapting instructions to students' ex- uh, experiences and identifying cultural context for individual students. In practice, it means favorable treatment of racial minorities. Mm. Basically. Oh, boy. This is terrible. Yeah, I mean, this is absolutely terrible. The stuff that they're they're worried about in school is, you know, whether your kids are racially sensitive and, um, you know, the white, pe- the white kids know that they are, uh, they're, you know, grandchildren of the oppressors uh they're they're you know of of the devil <laughs> they're of all everything bad ever came from white people and man i would i would not want kids in school right now I'd not yeah want kids um, in school. oh man my wife is a former teacher i got i gotta send this to her are we uh yeah we're done with this we, let's move on so, uh, we got anything real quick to throw at the end here? Oh, let's do George. Let's do Joe Biden's little New World Order thing real quick. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway, you know, we're where nobody will ever die again. Right. That's what he meant to say. That no, like we people died in the other versions, but after this this version, I Nobody's promise ever gonna die. No death. Right. It's We're a different strain, bro. It's eternal <laughs> life strain, bro. It's a total yeah, total different kind yeah. of order, bro. This is the new world order, bro. It's not the old world order anymore, bro. Trust me, bro. It's the right. new world order. This is the green new deal of no death. Okay. Like, so it's, it's, even even worse than that, I don't the fucking translator the the deaf the uh the sign language interpreter person there 
There was not one single hand motion that made a number. When he said 65 million, 60 to 65 million, when he said those numbers, when he said anything that had to do with numbers or dates, her hands did not make sign language numbers at all. Like that was literal sign language gibberish, what was going on over there. And like there was a couple of like jerk off motions. There was uh, what looked to be like, 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 uh, like, I don't know some basketball signs that you would be calling plays from the sidelines. Um, I have no idea what that, but that's not sign language. Cause I, we did, I remember in third grade, we had like sign language for a semester and I learned a bunch of like ABCs and all that stuff. And none of that stuff was sign language. It really makes me laugh that the whole like sign language thing is all like that now, you know, especially in, in the age of fucking, uh, Closed, closed captioning. captioning. Yeah, closed captioning in multiple languages and however, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, closed captioning. You can get closed captioning. So you don't need the sign language guy. And it's only, you ever notice it's only like major things like this? So it has to have something to do with like magic. This has to be some sort of the, uh, like the spell casting to have this this person there doing the hand motions. Man, that is esoteric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> English English sign language is specifically hand spell casting for those who can't hear. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You are correct, sir. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to get out of here. Uh, there is a Necronormicon following this, and we'll be back this weekend with a very awesome interview. Um, buy our shirts. Go to Dissident Apparel and buy our shirts. Uh, send us stuff at the P.O. Box. We like getting stuff at the P.O. Box. It's really cool. Uh, the address is in the notes down below. Uh, yeah. Make sure to get your pilled account. Yes. Before we start doing our weekly live streams. Yes. Thank you to everybody who has donated so far on Pilled. Um, if you want to donate to the show, uh, reach out via email, and we'll we'll tell you how to do that. Uh, we keep getting banned from stuff, so we take all of our stuff down. So, But if you want to donate to help us out, feel free to reach out via the emails, and we can make that happen. And we appreciate it in advance. All right, we're going to get out of here. We'll see you this weekend. Later. Time travel makes you gay. Good evening. Tonight, I will be reading out of From the Ashes of Angels by Andrew Collins. Chapter 21, Egyptian Genesis The Long-Headed Folk Following the turbulent period of global upheavals and climatic changes that signaled the end of the last ice age, everything seems to have gone quiet in Egypt. All that is known from paleoclimatological research is that between 8,000 and 5,000 BC, the country suffered heavily from intense long periods of rain, a time known to scholars as the Neolithic subpluvial, a pluvial being a period of constant rain. Little is known about the peoples who inhabited Egypt during this age. The next notable period of human activity began with the arrival in Egypt of Neolithic peoples, who, unlike their Paleolithic predecessors, set up permanent communities and towns, formed organized societies, domesticated animals, produced their own crops, established primitive industries and traded with cultures in foreign lands. The two final phases that preceded the coming of the pharaohs were known as Amratian, after the village of El Amra near Lux 
Luxor in Upper Egypt, and Gerzion, after the village of El Gerzeh, 45 miles south of Cairo. The Amratian peoples lived circa 4000 to 3500 BC and are significant in that they were the first people to introduce the use of totemic imagery on pottery. Their graves were also notable in that they lined them with mud walls. The Gerzians were their successors, and among their achievements were the building of more substantial houses for materials such as reed, mud, and straw, as well as the construction of papyrus rowing boats complete with cabins. They also discovered the art of making faience, a form of blue-green glazed earthenware, and of casting copper tools and weapons, such as hand axes, daggers, and knives. In addition to this, the Gerzians imported lead and silver from southwest Asia, and lapis lazuli from as far away as Afghanistan. Craftsmen and artists in different trades began appearing in intercourse with other cultures in southwest Asia, including ancient Iraq, became far more frequent. This is the period in Egyptian history known as pre-dynastic times. The Gerzian culture came to an end circa 3100 BC, just as Egypt was making its final transformation into the mainly arid desert we know today. At the same time, various chieftains or kings, each using different totemic emblems and signs of recognition, began establishing themselves as warlords in both Upper and Lower Egypt. It was the suppression of these petty kings and the eventual unification of their individual territories by early pharaohs such as Narmer and Hor-Aha that established the foundations of dynastic Egypt just 100 years before the rise of the Sumerian civilization. There were no references anywhere in Egyptian archaeology to a highly advanced race having existed in these parts during the period of Neolithic subpluvial. I did, however, find tantalizing evidence to suggest that such a race had been present in Egypt towards the end of the 4th millennium BC. It would seem that a number of late pre-dynastic graves in the northern part of Upper Egypt have yielded up anatomical remains of a people whose skulls were of a greater size and whose bodies were larger than those of the natives. Walter Brian Emery, an eminent and very respected Egyptologist, made a detailed study of pre-dynastic and early dynastic society in Egypt, and was so moved by these important discoveries that, in his 1961 book Archaic Egypt, he concluded that, quote, Any suggestion that these people derived from the earlier stock is impossible. The fusion of the two races must have been considerable, but it was not so rapid that by the time of the unification it would be considered in any way accomplished. For throughout the whole of the Archaic period, the first two Pharaonic dynasties, circa 3100 to 2700 BC, the distinction between the civilized aristocracy and the mass of the natives is very marked, particularly in regard to their burial customs. Only with the close of the Second Dynasty do we find evidence of the lower orders adopting the funerary architecture and mode of burial of their masters." End quote. So who were these masters? This race of a great stature believed to have founded the royal line of Egypt and to have introduced new burial customs to the local population. Emery identified them with the Shemsu Hor, the companions or followers of the hawk-headed god Horus, who, according to one very ancient king list preserved in Turin, 
dominated Egypt for an incredible 13,420 years before the ascent of Narmer and Hor-Aha, the Greek Menes, who were the first recognized pharaohs. Emery must have been aware of this fact when writing Archaic Egypt, so he was therefore implying that the most distant ancestors of the Egyptians had been tall in stature with large craniums. Emery also made it clear that, quote, The racial origin of these invaders is not known, and the route they took in their penetration of Egypt is equally obscure. End quote. His book goes on to compare the unique architecture of this culture with that of ancient Iraq, hinting at a common origin for both civilizations. Further evidence of this clear relationship between the most ancient inhabitants of Egypt and the earliest city-states of Mesopotamia has come from the study of human skulls found in the pre-dynastic cemeteries excavated at Abydos in Upper Egypt during 1897 by the flamboyant French archaeologist Jacques de Morgan. Each cranium was examined by an anthropologist named D. Fouquet, who reported that among them was a racial type entirely unlike any ancient or modern inhabitant of Egypt. These skulls were big-headed, and of a so-called dolicocephalic shape, that is, long and narrow. Adding weight to this argument is the knowledge that people allied in type to the big-headed pre-dynastic Egyptians are to be found buried in the early Sumerian graves of Mesopotamia. For example, long-headed skulls, entirely unlike the rest of the Sumerian race, are known to have been found during excavations at Kish, and Yemdet Nasser in Iraq. They were found at the lowest occupational levels, indicating that they are at least 5,000 years old. In an important article written on this subject for the American anthropologist in 1933, its author, Henry Field, concluded that these outsized skulls represented evidence of a proto-Semitic culture who were the original founders of the pre-Sumerian city-states before they were overrun by an indigenous culture with a quite different skull shape sometime around 3000 BC. Just who were these long-headed individuals? Might have they been the descendants of a culture who inhabited Egypt during its earliest stages of development? Might some remnant of this culture have been responsible for the foundation of Sumer, a role both Christian O'Brien and I had already assigned to the Watchers of Eden? The viper-like faces recorded in connection with the fallen race would undoubtedly be seen by anthropologists as a classical feature of a long-headed individual, such as those found in the most ancient graves of both Egypt and Sumer. <laughs> 